Yee yee ass haircut. Okay. All right. So, um, I think, I think I am now red, ready. Um, very, very unfortunate, <laughs> um, situation I'm in. My downstairs just flooded a little bit, a pipe burst, so, like 10 minutes ago. So, um... And also, no one is home right now, so no one's, like, watching the dog. So the dog is, like, sitting next to me, and he might be a disturbance. So he might be getting... We might get interrupted. My mom might call me, but she knows that I'm doing this, and she knows to, like, only interrupt me if, like, I need to be interrupted. So we should uh, mostly be good, even if I do get, like... Even if someone does, like, call me in the middle of this or something. Um, I told her everything that's going on. I told her that I was doing my call. Um... So, we should be good. And I watched everything. I watched Kaguya and Animatrix. Um, very last minute. I finished Kaguya, like, what, an hour ago? Two hours ago? Um. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so, so good. Pretty worthy thing. Um, we'll see how long that stays there. But, um, let me turn the volume up. Yeah, hopefully my dog isn't that much of a disturbance. Uh, Alright, it's been a while. It's, yeah. It's really been a while this time. It's been fucking... Whatchamacallit? Um, a month! It's been a month. I think the last one was December... Something. December... Uh, Like, 15th. Yeah. It's like January fifteenth now. A lot of lot of movies, Manny. A lot of movies. Shit ton, dude. Yeah. I I watched about like twenty movies, but I think I'm only gonna talk about like two of them. But I know that you're probably gonna wanna talk about all your shit. So um No, I'll just briefly talk about the movies I saw. Okay. Like very, very brief. Um, yeah. All right. Let's uh let's get into it. Go ahead. Go off, King. Okay. I watched Okay. Kagua. Mm-hmm. All of John Wick. Yes. All of Tom Holland's Spider-Man's. Mhm. I saw Inception. Oh, you watched Inception. Okay. I saw Project X, the party movie. Yeah, the party movie. <laughs> I saw Two Distant Strangers, like the little short movie with my favorite, one of my favorite rappers was the main actor. Joey Badass. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a movie called The War from 2007 with Jason uh, Jason Statham as the main character and Jet Li as the bad guy. Really? I've never heard about that one. War, 2007. Interesting. Okay. Keep going. I saw I saw Shutter Island. Okay. The Departed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the Witcher season two. Yeah. I saw Saving Private Ryan. Wow. First time? Yeah, first time. Cool. I saw all of Peaky Blinders. What? That show's long. That's like a really long no, show. It is long. Isn't he just then, like an hour? Yes. It was oh. thirty hours. <laughs> okay. I saw 
a Korean dating show. Oh wait, a Korean like reality show, right? Um, Terrace House. That's my guess. No, Singles Inferno. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't say the name without laughing. Uh, Okay, I'm excited. And then then the last one, I saw Memento. Wow. Oh, dude. Oh, man. I know people talk highly of Memento, um, and I've never seen it. But Out of all those movies, Ali? Mm Mm-hmm. Man, there's a lot of good movies, but yeah, there's a lot. Oh, and I saw all four Matrix, right? Yeah, but yeah. when I tell you, do you watch Memento- Animatrix? Yes, okay. Yeah, and uh, Memento, man, I know. Like, wow, I know that's everyone's reaction. Oh, uh, I kind of wish you waited for me, <laughs> I would have loved to watch that one. I'll watch it, I'll watch it maybe like next week or something. Um, we can talk about I'll save everything for next week okay cool cool um, but I'll just quickly say like very quick talk about each movie yeah please do you know, now I, want, I want you to tell me everything you watch okay then we'll get um, on. yeah I, I I'll just like mention my stuff I don't know if my stuff is like really worth talking about but there are some things that out of the ones you mentioned I want to hear about the Korean dating show I want to hear okay so John Wick, the f- the first John Wick movie is all right. Okay. Two and three are really good. Okay. I like the two and three. Okay, interesting. And I'm really excited for the fourth one. Keanu is amazing. The mm-hmm. gunplay, everything is cool. I love the fights. The scenes are great. Okay. Right? Dope. Um, and I'm going to get, I'm gonna, like, when we talk about Matrix, I'm going to bring up John Wick again. Yes, but please do. Tom Holland. So mm-hmm. it's weird. I saw No Way Home. Then right. I, I saw I saw the trilogy backwards. I watched it backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because I really want to see what happened with Mysterio because I knew nothing about yeah. the second. Yeah, movie. Mysterio so I just was really it. cool. I watched it and then I was like, I might as well watch the first one too. So I watched that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both of them. I think Mysterio is cool. I love I love his outfit. Yeah, yeah, it's and really good. I love the second movie is really good. I, I don't really like the first one. The first one's kind of like a okay. I don't like is it is really nothing to me. Mm-hmm. But I think Project Mysterio. Act, I think Mysterio is like the the best. I think Mysterio is the best Spider-Man bad guy out of all the Spider-Man movies to me personally. Um, he's my favorite. Yeah, it's him and Green Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. His outfit is like incredible. I know and. The context of that movie when it came out is also very important because the marketing was lying to people like, yo, Mysterio is going to be a good guy. And like, this is the multiverse and stuff. So when you go see it and then you see that he's a bad guy, like my reaction, I was like, oh, my fucking God, let's go. Because he's like iconic in like comic books and like video games. Like he's like the bad guy in like a lot of Spider-Man video games. So seeing him do yeah, this thing confused. is. Yeah, I was confused because like he's the good guy to start. And I'm like, I know he snitches on Peter at the end. So I was like, listen, I want to yeah. see what happens. Right, right. The Pe- twist. Yo, Peter's so fucking retarded. <laughs> I love, like, I love that sequence when Mysterio's, like, fucking with him in that, like, super CGI, like, uh, like, he's using visual effects and he's, like, doing a bunch of illusion shit, like, to Peter. I don't know how to explain it, but that was, like, probably, that was, like, on par with the Doctor Strange bit in No Way Home. Um, that whole segment. 
And then Peter gets hit by the train, like, at the end. I was like, oh, fuck. I thought that was really cool. Even while yeah. we were watching it, that was dope. But, um, yeah. Yeah, Mysterio, that, he was cool. That was a, that was a cool movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy I watched it. Now, I'm up to date with Tom Holland. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. Project X, the party movie. It's yeah. fun. It's funny. A movie like that would probably never come out again. Really, I I don't think I've ever seen it from beginning to end. Like, talk about it. I know yeah. of it though. A movie. It's a short movie. Get straight to the point. Yo, I'm throwing the party. This is at. This is very few friends. Yeah. Million people come, mm-hmm. and it's like the movie is so like it's so bizarre. Like it's so <laughs> such a, it's like a JoJo episode. It's, like, <laughs> it's like it just keeps getting bad to worse. Like to worse, to worse, to worse, to worse. Right. And like. The reason I say a movie won't come out like that again is because, like, the way they talk is, like, so, like, how people talk, like... Right. Yeah, how they talk about the girls. They talk, like, they say retarded. Yeah. Like, like oh, that. yeah. They say faggot and gay, like... I miss those days. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, real, like, how these boys would actually talk, you know? Yeah. That would never happen again. So that was cool. The movie, like, is, like, such a crazy event, right? And then at the end, it's just, like, was it worth it? And it's, like... <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> so i i don't even that's the ending it just shows like the street like all fucked up and it's like was it yeah, bro his house burns down oh like, <laughs> someone drives his dad's car into the pool and, but like and then he's like everyone's like running for their life when the house is on fire because there's a dude a flamethrower outside <laughs> the cops there's like helicopters in the sky dude and and then um the next day like he goes to school and Everyone's like, yo, what's up, bro? Because he's like a nerd. And now he's like the cool kid. So I was like, yo, great party, bro. Great party. <laughs> Fuck. And then he's like, in school, he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's talking to his dad at the end. Like, they're picking up his car from the pool. And they're just looking, they're just watching and talking. And he's like, his dad's like, bro, all your college money's gone. Like, I'm probably never going to pay this off. The house is gone. And the, the dude, the main character, is like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then he was like, I forgot what the dad said, but like, he was like, was it fun? He was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. That's really funny. cool. That's cool. I it might, was, was, I might check it out because that movie's been like, I don't know. People like call that like one of the trashy movies of that era, but I don't know. You make it sound pretty fun. It was funny. I thought yeah. it was funny. It was, it was a fun ride, you know. Yeah. It was so like, so chaotic. I remember fun. when that. I remember when that movie came out. I remember like trailers for it, and I was like thirteen. I'm like, I want to see that movie, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Didn't you just never saw it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I never saw it. It was my first time watching. Cool. I saw clips of it on YouTube, and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. But then, I never saw it. All right, uh, keep going. All right, um, Inception. Yeah, I'm surprised you watched it. Yeah. I saw um, a bunch of Leonardo DiCaprio movies. Mm-hmm. Inception was great. Yeah. And it's funny, I saw Inception, then I watched Peaky Blinders, and the dude, Cillian Murphy, the main character in Peaky Blinders, is in this Inception. Oh, cool. I love that guy. Okay. I don't yeah, even know who you're talking about, but I'll watch Inception, and I'll like, I'll look it up like when I watch it. Mm-hmm. That dude, I love that guy, because he's the main character in Peaky Blinders, mm-hmm. and if, if he's not in that show, I'm not watching. So... <laughs> Um, it's kind of like a Henry Cavill thing, you know? Yeah. 
Inception was great. The dream sequence dives in a dream, dives in a dream. They <laughs> bounce out at the end. It's crazy. Um, yeah. It was cool. It was yeah. a fun. It was a fun watch. And are they still in a dream by the end? Do, do, do. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. The top's still spinning. Like, it's still spinning. <laughs> yeah, I will watch it um, before uh, the next. I'll watch it very soon. Um, it's important that we and, um, watch it. I'll, I'll, we can. I'd like to go more in depth when you mm-hmm. watch it. Then we we'll do that in the mental. We'll have a reason to talk about Inception. Uh, we'll probably talk about it next week or the week after. Mm. Yeah, nice. that's for me. Two distant strangers, Joy Badass. I only watched because Joy Badass. Yeah, you know it's only thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. I thought it, I thought it was it was average. Yeah, or like slightly below average, but. Yeah. Then I found out that like this idea was stolen from like a YouTuber, and I was like, oh. <laughs> but like, but like, two different strangers got like an Oscar for something. Yeah, it got an Oscar for be- best live action short, and it got the Oscar because it's the it's the one with the black guy and the white cop, and it's the mm-hmm. one that was on Netflix, so like everyone watched it. And a lot of people didn't watch the other ones. And, you know, it kind of won because of a lot of outside factors, regardless of its quality. And yeah. when it won, people were like, that one is so mid. Of course that one wins. <laughs> like, yeah. So, but no one wants to say that because you don't want to look racist by like, oh, so the black one is mid? And it's like, no, 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 no that's not what I mean. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can say it. I, <laughs> I love being black. We can call black movies mid. <laughs> because like it's just the circumstance. I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, yeah. Like, they're cool, but like they're just the circumstances is there's so many ways to just get out that situation. It's like <laughs> it's so frustrating watching it. Well, I don't it's a it's about like a black guy and a white cop chasing a black guy and it like loops, right? I've never seen it. Yeah, like like he he like goes outside. He's like, I gotta get home to my dog. Yeah. Like he just fucked this bitch and he's like, I gotta go home and get to my dog. Yeah. And then he goes outside, the cop kills him. It's like okay. he's like, let me try to find a way. But does he and know then, like, does he when he, when it loops, he knows like it's looping? Does yes. the cop know that it's looping? No. Okay. So it's like it's like the end it's like Jojo. <laughs> it's like part four. It's it's basically that. The little kid is smarter than this black guy. Yeah. Dude, like he realistically he could have just done so many things, but <laughs> But it's about the message. You're supposed yeah, to see him die over and over again. And then there's one point where like he gets shot and then like the blood that he spills is like at the like it's like the blood looks like Africa, like the continent of Africa and it's just like <laughs> Holy shit. That is that is really on the nose. That is that's really funny. Um it's crazy that like what this movie is going for, like black people in America don't give a fuck about Africa. <laughs> and I know coming from experience as like my parents being from two African countries, I know like <laughs> just going to school that black people don't care about black people are more racist to Africa than white people. White people like Africans. Black <laughs> people do not like Africans, bro. Yeah, like, it's so like, it's so bizarre. Like I saw, I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with this message? Mm-hmm. Like, 
Oh my god, this is there. It's like, oh, Africa, like, yeah, Africa for black people. I know, like, no, that has absolutely nothing to do with anything going on. <laughs> it was like a slap in the face, bro. Yeah, as an African, you know, I know, and it's, yeah, it's, and other... it's, it's one more thing is like Africans, like, black people and Africans, they both get behind this idea, right? Like, Africans are always going to support this idea because we are black, right? But anything that happens, like, in Africa or, like, dealing with African, actual African people, like, black people, just, like, shh, you know? Like, yeah. like, and like, it's like, so I don't, like, yeah. when they put that there, I was like, bro, get that shit the fuck out of here, bro. That's, like, like you know? that's a, that's a poppy hill. That's, that's what I would describe that as, at least to me. Cause yeah, yeah. It's, like, one of those hill. things where it's, like, I guess they executed it well, but the intent is, like, really... <laughs> Probably like disingenuous, so it doesn't matter. Very disingenuous, bro. Yeah. Black people don't give a shit about fucking. <laughs> yeah. That shit. That shit was fucking. What would, what would you rate that? <laughs> a four, three. Yeah. That shit's okay. so like so dumb. Anyway, give me war. A um. Okay. Sorry, I just wanted to. Ba, baba. I just wanted to check my like audio levels. I didn't know if I had the setting too high or not. But keep going. Okay, War. War, I'm also bringing up when you talk about the Matrix. War is this action. Mm-hmm. A little twist. Yeah. Movies up. All right. Yeah. I watched it because of Jelly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shutter Island. Yeah. Martin, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. This, I watched because of him. Mm-hmm. Shutter Island is cool. The twist is cool. I and I don't actually have know, you seen it. No, I've never seen it. But you can talk about it because I it it's okay. Like I'm. It's not, like a memento, it's like a memento thing. Oh okay. Well, I don't fully under I don't fully know everything about Memento, so maybe I because I don't want to get spoiled on Memento. Maybe keep it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not talking about okay. Um. But I want to go ahead. It's good, but Memento is better. Okay. I wanted, I wanted to say something about Shutter Island before before okay. we move on to the next one. Um, that was filmed in Massachusetts at an abandoned insane asylum uh, called Medfield State Hospital. And um, I went to Medfield State Hospital like recently and I like walked around and you can like walk around and like look at all the buildings and it says like this building was for like the men's ward and this one was for like the women who were like super insane. And it's really cool because like grass has like grown into like the buildings and like stuff. So um, I I want to watch Shutter Island just so I can see Medfield State Hospital like in the movie. Um, okay. That would be cool. But yeah, just wanted to mention that. Yeah, I thought it was a good watch. Mm-hmm. I thought, um, yeah. Martin Scorsese has a lot of like mid movies that are not like even trying to go for the level of movies that he usually makes. And I've heard a lot of people say that Shutter Island is like one of the mid like Martin Scorsese movies. Mm, you know. I'm going to call it mid. Okay. Okay. Because this, this is the type of movie I like. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. It is mid to casual type. Well, I don't think casuals are like this. I think people just mean in comparison to like Irishman and Taxi Driver. And oh, stuff. yeah, of course. Okay. Well, it doesn't have to Taxi Driver. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Det är det som borde vara. Okej, but I'll say that one. The Departed. Right. Uh, the mm-hmm. People talk very highly of that one. I've never seen The Departed. That shit was good. That shit. My emotions ran up so high at the end. <laughs> yeah. I was very angry, right? <laughs> at the ending. But at the ending, ending. I was really happy. Okay. But at the end, I was sad. <laughs> okay, I'm very excited. I'll take everything you just said into account when I watch the movie. Yeah, the fire was nice. The Witcher 2? Yeah. Witcher season 2? Uh, not better season 1. Henry Cat was great, of course. The But I like watching... the. Okay, so one... The sh- the show took off from the books. That's that's great, right? That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as like Promise Neverland two though. Okay. Right? Not right. that bad, but it, it did take off from the books a bit. And one of the beloved characters in the games and in the books was killed off for no reason. Mm. A character, it was a, he's a Witcher that's like not Geralt. But like it's Geralt, right. Vesemir, mm-hmm. and it's this guy and all the other randoms, right? Okay. They killed off like a, a fan favorite character, like for what nothing, was, for no for no good reason. No, it didn't amount to anything. And it was such he was such like a staple character in the games, especially right. Mm. And I didn't, and I I knew him, but I didn't know him like that, right? right. And I saw this episode and the the outrage on. Twitter and Reddit yeah, yeah. on YouTube comments. Right. It's I feel for I feel for them, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't know. I'm I'm a cat I'm like kind of a casual. Yeah. When it comes to Witcher, come and play the games. But to the diehard fans, this is heartbreaking for them. Yeah. I feel bad for those guys. This is, it was so like bad. Yeah. I've seen a lot but, of YouTubers that I watch. Like there's one YouTuber that has done like really extensive video essays on the games and he's like read all the books and he's like a mega fan and he speaks like polish and stuff um he said that the show is bad and i've seen like other people like cosmonaut who also reads the books like say that the show if you are a book fan is not even good for book fans so um i i I feel like what you're saying is in line with what i've seen but that's all i've seen and i go huh okay they, they were saying it's like for people who like the games. And I was like, interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because, like, the, the stories, the first two seasons are before the first game, right? Mm. But, like, the Esco, the character that died, is in the third game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So even the game fans got you smack in the face, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, but one thing, you know how The Witcher 3 is called The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt? Mm-hmm. At the end, you see The Wild Hunt, and that was cool as fuck. At the end of Season 2? Yes. Okay, you so see, like, Season the 2... Wild Hunt and... So Season 2 bleeds into the third game? No. Okay. Because Wild Hunt is like the overarching villain. Okay, okay. And... he, The Wild Hunt's in 1, 2, 3. Okay. But the 3 is when like, you finally defeat them. I see. But... Like it, they just made its the Wild Hunt made its appearance before like the like the first game, you know. That's pretty cool. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's great. 
So yeah, on the way, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch these three. It's the witch. I like the witch. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah, I like the song. The the what do they call it? Toss a coin. And then there was the second oh. one. I don't remember. I listened to the second one and I was like, oh, this one's cool too. That's my that's my relationship with The Witcher. But <laughs> all right, keep going. Okay, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, I've that's the only one out of the movies that you're talking about and John Wick and Spider Man that I've seen. Saving Private Ryan. I wish I knew. Like I watched. I think my first war movie I watched. So I really have nothing to compare it to. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's a very simple story, but it's a. Uh, yeah. It's it's like so like un- United States. <laughs> it's, like, it's so American. Yeah, it's like, so unapologetic. Hey, bro, yeah, you can go home. Your brothers are dead. You can go home, bro. No, <laughs> I'm gonna stay with my brothers and fight the enemy. And then like they're like, okay, I'm out of here. And then they, Tom Hanks is like. We have to fight, and then like we fight too, right. and he dies, and he's like, "You gotta earn that freedom, yeah, that freedom." Bro. Mm-hmm. I guess that's that's the the theme of the movie, right? Um, and then you know he goes and sees him at the end. I thought it was a, I thought it was good. Yeah, I if I was that cool. dude, I would have went home, bro. <laughs> yeah, because wasn't the idea like two of the brothers died, and they had to go save one of them, and it's like you can go home though. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. Isn't that was that the plot? At least from what I recall. Yeah, yeah. So there were like, th- I think there were like three brothers and two of them died and one of them survived. And he's the guy that like Tom Hanks is trying to save. Right. Yeah. Okay. And Tom Hanks is like, well, I got to save him. That would be fucked up if I did it. And it's like, but you can go home. It's you might die. And he's like, no, I'm America. <laughs> Isn't Vin Diesel in that movie? Yeah. Dude. He gets fucking sniped. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember being like, no. <laughs> Family. <laughs> um, and he doesn't work in this in this universe, bro. <laughs> I remember there was a scene where like some sniper was on top of like a thing, and he was like quick scoping people, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's what I do in COD." <laughs> I thought that was cool. <laughs> um, yeah, there. It's no. a super warry movie. Yeah, so super patriotic. I, um, uh, a movie I want to watch. Other is, things uh, like it. Now. I've have seen that. Yes, I have. It is. That's, I That's a, it's so long, though. Um, there are multiple versions of it, and the the director he keeps like re-editing the movie and like releasing like new versions. The newer versions he released every single time he releases a new one, it gets longer. And I saw the most recent one, and. As someone who saw the most recent one, I thought like it was way too long, way too slow. But there are a lot of things that I did like about it. And I want, now that I've seen the the long version, I want to see the short version and maybe experience that. It has, it's a, it is a cool movie. I would recommend that. But watch the shortest one. Watch the shortest one. Okay. (laughs) The one I watched was like four hours long. Like, yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, I know. What's next? Almost done. Um, Memento. We're gonna talk about that later. Peaky Blinders. But when I watched Memento, I was literally watching it in my living room, and I was I was watching it like this. 
<laughs> what motivated you to watch it? Just because you saw it was Nolan? I saw it somewhere. Okay. I think I saw it on IMDb. Mm-hmm. And then it was it just came out on HBO Max. Oh, okay. And I saw I thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. It had like crazy tattoos and shit. Yeah, did you watch it because isn't it directed by Christopher Nolan? The same <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, man, like mid throughout the movie I was like <laughs> <laughs> Is it a ten out of ten for you? Damn near. I okay. love I love this. Yeah. Cool. And like this is oh, we're gonna talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> um, um Piggy Blinders. I watched all five seasons. Five. Holy you know, shit. Yeah. You said it was um, thirty hours, but each episode's an hour long. How long is each yeah, season? It's, it's six episodes. Oh. Five okay. seasons. Okay. Piggy Blinders fucking it's like, it's like right above mid. Mm-hmm. But I watched it all because the actor Cillian Murphy was cool. And like the char- characters don't make sense. It's, <laughs> it's, so, it's such a frustrating show because like people do things that just make no sense. Like yeah, this dude's like a gang leader. Yeah. And he, instead of hiring like henchmen, bodyguards, someone protection, you like. Casually walk behind enemy lines and like just chat to people, like t- like casually talk to his enemies and they'll like capture him. It's like yeah, like bro, what did you expect, bro? Like mm-hmm. he has his family, close family, and they're like every like every goddamn episode, they're like like tell us what you're doing, like what are your plans? And he's like he like doesn't tell them his plans, and then he just like at the end of the season, like his plans gets revealed. <laughs> his family's like fuck you, bro. Why didn't you tell us, bro? We're family. And Cillian Murphy's just like. <laughs> and that happens every season i'm like bro just tell your family but at the same time his family's full of retards right so i get like i get it at the end mm-hmm. but <laughs> like there's so much dumb shit going on like bro like get other people to do your dirty work right and then by like season three he's like really like he's like a millionaire at that time in 1917 right yeah so, like, millionaire at that time is, like, a billionaire, right? And this dude, while being a billionaire, is, like, running around with guns, like, doing crazy. Like, bro, hire people, bro. Yeah. Like, please hire people. And it's, like, it's so frustrating. It's still it's so fun to watch, but, like, realistically, it makes no sense. Yeah. I don't want to say one more thing. Like, there was a scene where, like, this dude, the main character's brother, went up to his little brother. He's like, hey, don't tell people... Don't tell your friends what family business is doing because they're a gang. Right. They're doing like you know, gang shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't tell your friends what the fuck we're doing, right? And then his friend, the next episode, is like, I got to go, bro. He's like, his friend's like, where are you going? We're about to go fucking assassinate this dude. And then his friend is like, it turns out his friend was like the the rat. And his friend like picks up the phone. He's like, yo, like, bro, you're such a dumbass, bro. Uh... And also like, one more thing that I think, like, the show keeps upping its stakes, like, yeah. each season. Like, one season, like, he's fighting other gangs. Uh, yeah. Next season, he's fighting, like, this politician. Mm-hmm. The next season, he's fighting the fucking Russians. Yeah. The next season, he's fighting the Italian <laughs> mob. <laughs> the mafia. <laughs> and this season, he's, like, with Winston Churchill, like, assassinating, like, politicians and shit it's like bro 
<laughs> that's pretty it sounds like fun or funny at least it's 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 a it's a like it's a, it's a show i put on while i'm like right on Twitter. yeah 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 it does when something, when something goes on I'm like oh, yeah right. exactly it sounds like that kind of show it's funny that you mentioned that a friend of mine uh also watched peaky blinders and they were like you should watch peaky blinders and i was like okay i've i've heard a lot of people talk about it so yeah i a lot of people IMDb give it an eight point eight. I don't really trust with IMDb movie IMDb movies. Right. I look at their ratings for movies. I'm like, I think these are fair ratings from mm-hmm. all the movies I see. I like the way their movies are rated, but mm-hmm. their TV shows. Right. The TV shows is different. I don't know that I dare look at the TV shows because <laughs> yeah. the TV Blind has an eight point eight, and uh, the show doesn't have enough substance or like anything really going on other than like every season's like someone's getting betrayed there's a traitor there's a rat and the plan goes off like the plan doesn't go as planned that's what the show that's all the show is the plan doesn't go as fucking planned that's all that happens yeah is it building to an ending or does it just go on for the sake of going on no the show's not done yet fucking I, yeah he's like the show's still going i don't know I don't know. See, that's one thing that really demotivates me to watch like any TV show if it's not like going to like a goal, you know, like Breaking Bad. It's like he has cancer and he's trying to like pay for his like family. So it's going somewhere like maybe he'll maybe he'll die. Maybe um, maybe like his family's going to get assassinated. Like you don't it, you know that the ending's going to come soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Peaky Blinders, there are some shows where it's just like, no, we're just having fun. And like we're going to yeah. keep making seasons. I- like I think that's what it is because the main character he he fought in World War One, and one like he doesn't have any signs of PTSD. Whenever he's not working on the gang, like yeah. he's like freaking out. Like he's like he's like <laughs> he's literally like like freaking out, right? <laughs> and um, so he's like, like his motivation is like I I can't stop working, oh, even though like. He's a billionaire. He can literally just leave anytime. So you know how like The Walking Dead like just keeps going just because people watch yeah. it, and it's it's only just now ending, not because they have a cool ending, but because it's just like, well, you guys stopped watching, so I guess we'll wrap it up now. <laughs> That's probably what's gonna happen to Peaky Blinders. Um, or they might Game of Thrones it, where like the actors like, I don't want to be here anymore. And it's like, all right, I guess we have to fucking end it now. So <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. I put 30 hours into it, bro. Yeah. I like the first season, though. Okay. The first season is the strongest season. Cool. That, that's, I feel like that's what tends to happen with TV shows. Mm, yeah. Like, the seasons always fall off. I know. Whereas Attack on Titan is still going up. Right. You know? The reason with Attack... Because Attack on Titan, it has, like... It feels like when you want to have your show go up, especially a mystery show where, like, it's building to something, you gotta... You gotta know what you're going to you have to know yeah. where the finish line is you know mm-hmm. before and you even start writing exactly exactly right it felt like that, attack that. on titan knew that yeah for sure time time is amazing mm-hmm. but you know how, like dragon ball z like the character he he wrote as like he just went on like he's right right he was going with the flow writing like especially with the boo saga he was right. just like, going with it like he had no plan yeah and it's acceptable yeah, in that it the end as the cell saga but right like no and he's like, okay kept going. and it's like the way dragon ball z ended 
was like totally acceptable. And he was on he was going on the fly, you know? Yeah. I don't think anyone saw Dragon Ball Z he was like, yo, fuck this ending. It was like mm-hmm. Because you never really cared because it wasn't really building to an ending. It was just kind of like, yeah, yeah that's why Dragon Ball Super exists because it's just like, yeah, that ending happened, but like, who gives a fuck? Let's watch our favorite characters like fight aliens again. Even though it still makes sense, though. Yeah, it does. It does. It does make sense, so. Mm-hmm. so maybe Peaky Blinders will have like a, like a, you know, I'm going to train Oob. I'm going to train the next Mafia boy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Well, that's that's Peaky Blinders. That's Peaky Blinders. Last thing is the Korean dating show. Oh yeah, tell me about this. I'm very excited. I watched this. I seen it right, and I was like, okay, I seen reality shows, American ones. Let's see how Koreans do it, because Koreans been on the ball. Yeah. With with um, what's that movie Parasite and. Yeah. Did we ever talk about that? Yeah, we, we had a whole episode on Parasite. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Parasite and, you know, Squid Game. They've been on the ball. So I was like, let's see let's see what else Koreans are up to. Right. I was watching the show and I was like, not because I like reality, but I want to see how Koreans would act. Right. And I really want to compare this to Americans. It is different. And it's so different. It is very different. Koreans are, you know, I guess all Asians are so like um, reserved, yeah. quiet, shy, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the Koreans are way more upfront with their feelings, you know. They'll be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm very shy. Like, <laughs> I would never say." <laughs> Yo, I have like super social anxiety. I can't talk to anybody at all. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, "Yeah, I saw you come down. Like, I got scared." I was like, "I was like, damn!" Like, and the girl just. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it's funny because the show has like commentators. It's like it's like a sports game. Yeah, like, people yeah. are commentating mm-hmm. to like the people are like, oh, oh wow, he's really upset with his feelings. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, with American shows, usually like there's like they get straight into it, like like kissing, right? Probably fucking and shit. <laughs> the show's like they hold their hands. It's like. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I don't think American shit is just more entertaining because we're just more, uh, we're just more out there, juvenile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're more out there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. It was interesting to see how how they they did. acted. How was the presentation? Because American shows is like JC slept with Kathy. Oh shit! Is is how is Korean shows? It like, is kind of like that. It's like okay. So like I'm gonna put, explain briefly. Like they would pick. They like live on an island, right? But they at the end of the day they would pick. They would all go up to this little mailbox and put who they want to go to the hotel with. Oh right? boy, <laughs> yeah. And then if, if they if they put each other. If, a couple put each other, then they get to go. So right. some people get left on the island because they pick someone, no one picked them. Right. Some people pick them and some pick them. So they'll leave, right? So it's like, oh, this guy went to the, the hotel, then they come back and it's like, oh, she went this with this guy this time to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. Like, the dude was at the island like, fuck, bro. Like, he's yeah. mad because he went to the hotel. The thing is, like, they go to the hotel, but nothing happens. It's like, right. they eat food. They don't, they sleep in separate beds and it's like, <laughs> Oh, I'm a tailor. Oh, I'm, I'm a YouTuber. I'm one of them back to YouTuber, like 600,000 subscribers. That's really funny. But yeah. 
Yeah, Korean. Uh, that would be the last Korean thing I watched for a while. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. I watched a Korean thing as well um, in my little binge. Uh, is that everything that you that you said? Okay. Um, before I go on my little tangent, I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to get my phone charger. I'll be right back. We were back. <clears throat> okay. Let's see. I guess I'll have to check this on my computer because my cellular device is preoccupied. So, honestly, um, I watched a lot of things uh, since since the last time we talked. And I don't think that all of them are going to be of interest. But I will mention some of them because I do think that you'll care about at least two. There are two that I know that you'll... Hmm? Let me say one more thing. Go ahead. I'm gonna watch one anime. I'm gonna watch the S3 anime this season. Attack on Titan Demon Slayer and uh, this one called Dress Up Doll. Dress Sound Up Anna. Doll. Dress Up Doll. Right. I think it's Dress Up. Dress Up Darling. Yeah. Dress, my, my, my Dress, dress up, up Darling. darling. Yeah. I'm watching this. There's two episodes out. Fun. Alright, bro. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> um, darling, right? This show. Um, he, the dude is a tailor and he like makes clothes and he's a nerd. He's a loser. Like all the romance shows. Right. Right. But then the cute girl is she, she likes cosplay. So uh-huh. but he like, to, like first I was like, I'm alone. I have no friends. And she comes in and she's like, Oh, you make clothes. Can you make some, can you make some clothes for cosplay? And he's like, all right and then yeah i'm gonna watch it okay cool have you i know you watched kaguya-sama and i know you talk highly of that and from what i know that's the only show that you've talked about that's like relationshipy that you like are there hori any hori 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 mia hori mia i think i know what you're talking about that's the one with the girl with black hair no she's no. a brunette um, oh, I've never seen this one. Okay, this one, this one's like a no, noteworthy romance show. No, this is actual, actual romance going on. Okay, have cool. you seen Toradora? No, I guess that one's a okay. noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very popular. But Ormi is like, like they become, they get, they become boyfriend girlfriend, and like at like episode six. So, like, there's actual, like, romance going on. Not just, like... (laughs) (laughs) Will they, won't they? Yeah. Episode 12, they they hug, right? No, it's like, they get get the job done. They even fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. That's much more creative and uh, unique for anime. Yeah. But, dress up doll, the girl's hot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, I'll check it out, depending on how many episodes... It has, I, so with Attack on Titan, um, I don't know when it's starting, but did it already start? Yeah, I saw that they they uploaded the opening. I am going to watch the Blu-rays for Attack on Titan um, in my rewatch. And the season four, like part one Blu-ray comes out at the end of February. So by the time I finish, I catch up with season four, part one, that'll be at the 
and that like the beginning of March. So wherever Attack on Titan is, like at that point, um, it'll I'll catch up like then. So it'll be a while before I'm like caught up weekly. But you know, I kind of like to binge it anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm gonna binge JoJo as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been seeing so much shit on JoJo, and it's like, <sighs> oh, you got spoiled? No, no, no. Like. I just see, I just see Jolene, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <sighs> I want to watch, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And well, dude, they're probably gonna do another twelve episodes, and then they're gonna do another twelve. They're probably gonna split it up into three like chunks, which is, oh, so lame. Yeah. Well, well, um, one more thing before you go on to your things you watched, Funimation. <laughs> Funimation has gained my respect. Oh, what? Oh my god! <laughs> the laptop version of Funimation is really good. Really? Like for they, me, they, I just, they changed it. I think I don't know. I don't remember how it was, but I remember when I was watching Dress Up Darling, I was like, "This is not that bad." Okay, interesting. And I was I was enjoying it. Um, wow! And that's not it. The phone version. Let me make. Let me look at it. And make sure I'm not tripping. <laughs> make sure it wasn't just a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Let me, uh, give me one more second. I also have. Okay. Yes. 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 I. I'm gonna give respect where respect is due. The phone version of Funimation. The interface. Now is like made for iPhones. Okay. So like the cover art before the cover the cover art used to be like pixelated. Yeah. You can barely tell what the fuck show you're gonna click on. <laughs> but now it's actually like fucking 4K and okay. it looks beautiful. <laughs> so I like the interface. The okay. shows are great. The covers are good. Cool. Good job on Funimation. No more Funimation slander. <laughs> okay. Dope. That's cool. Um. I guess I kind of have positive Funimation stuff too because I've been buying Blu-rays and they haven't been fucking them up. So, yeah, Funimation's on a good streak right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No? Make them your mind go up. All right. Okay. Uh, So, ready for for my little tangent? Yep. Okay. Um, I will list off the ones... I'm just going to list off, like, everything that I watched, and I'll go into it depending on, like, uh, your interest. So, there on Christmas, um, it was COVID season, and we couldn't meet up with our family, so I stayed inside, and I watched a bunch of movies. There was a Christmas movie called Krampus, and it's, like, a horror movie, but it's like, takes place during Christmas. Have you heard of it? No, I learned who Krampus is off Modern Warfare. <laughs> he was, he was, he was in, no, I was Vanguard. He was in the game, like, like he would like spawn in and just like kill you. What? That's cool. That's like um, Black Ops, like George A. Romero. He would like spawn in. That's dope. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I watched that. That was a little par movie thing. That was cute. Then I watched a movie called Black Christmas, which is a horror movie from like the seventies, um, where it's like a slasher movie. And the gimmick is that it takes place on Christmas and um, there are no male characters, like all of them are female and 
you don't ever see the slasher. So that's kind of interesting. But I got 30 minutes in and I got bored and I turned it off. So I didn't think it was that good. But a lot of people like it. So that was that. And and then oh, there's this movie also on Christmas called Better Watch Out. Now, there is a there's the art house theater that I like to go to, the Coolidge. Um, and they, whenever they play a movie, I know that they're playing it for a reason because they think like the movie's good or they think the movie's fun or there's something to appreciate about it. This movie came out in 2016. And if you look at the poster and you just go on IMDb and look it up, it looks stupid as fuck. And I'm like, what? why was the Coolidge Corner playing this like fucking stupid ass movie? It's called Better Watch Out. And I clicked on it and Manny, this is one of the most ironically funny movies I've ever seen. It is so insane. The acting is like so bad. The scenes are are so goofy. Like the movie starts out the the plot is that this babysitter is like babysitting this kid um this like 13-year-old or something um like on Christmas Eve or something. And then you know, the kid has a crush on the babysitter. So he's like sitting there talking to his friend who's like, dude, you're going to fuck the babysitter tonight? And he's like, dude, stop it, man. <laughs> it's just like, it's so silly. It's so cheesy. And the the little kid's being annoying the, the entire movie. It's like, bro, this kid's like fucking like triggering me, bro. Like, shut up. Where he's like trying to like get on the babysitter and stuff. And then the movie takes a turn where like the 13-year-old like was actually like insane the whole time. And they plan to like tie up the babysitter and like make make her do their bidding and the movie turns into just like this it thinks that it's like so cool and edgy and like being like oh yeah we we subverted your expectations didn't we um and then the 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 kid the kid actor starts saying like 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 i want to fuck and just like just like silly silly stupid shit like that the whole movie and I'm trying to compare it to something, but it basically becomes a horror movie where like the kid's a bad guy and the girl's trying to escape, but the kid is just being an insane. It's like home alone. If he was like, if it was crazy and the lines are, are very silly. If you want to watch some stupid shit, watch this movie. Um, that's, that's my recommendation. Then I watched the new Disney joint with the little Mexican girl or whatever, the Latino, uh, Encanto, because they uploaded it on Disney Plus like on Christmas. And I was like, oh, I have nothing better to do. So I'll watch this. Most Disney movies recently are bad. This one wasn't that bad. Um, there's a cool song in the movie. We don't talk about Bruno. Um, then I watched the old Supergirl, like the original one, which is comically bad when she flies you can see the wires on her like superhero outfit. So that's another ironic one. Then I watched Succession. I watched the first three episodes of Succession. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I've seen it on HBO. Yeah. So um, a lot of people have been talking very highly about that show. And it's interesting because it's about a dude. It's about this dad who owns this like giant like company and all his like family members like his sons and his daughters want like to take over the company like when he dies and um it's just the drama of like everybody kind of wanting a like the throne basically um 
And I thought it was going to be a lot more intricate and cooler, but it really wasn't. And the movie sometimes takes its, I mean, the show takes itself like really seriously. And it does this thing. You know how The Office has like, where it's like a guy like holding a camera and they like zoom in and they zoom out. This this show does that too. And it's like, oh, isn't this like super realistic? But they're doing the goofy office thing during like scenes where it's supposed to be like who's super serious. So I'm like sitting here like laughing when they go, when the guy's like, what? What did you say? And they go, and it's like, it's like, dude, like chill. Um, so I think it's kind of stupid. Um, but I understand why people like it. And the acting is very, very good. Like, regardless of how dumb the dialogue might be, the actors do deliver it very well. So it was fun, but I'm not going to watch the rest of it. It's like a six out of 10 on, in my book. Um, so if you want to watch it, you can give it a try. Uh, it was, it was interesting. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, then... <laughs> Uh, I watched the original X-Men, the very first X-Men movie. Um, have you seen any of the X-Men movies? Nope. No? Wow. None of them? Logan? Nope. I know Logan's good, though. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I've never seen the original X-Men, and it's bad. But it's like the first superhero movie. Like, it came out before Spider-Man, which is really interesting. Um... And I think it's kind of cool now that we're in like a superhero craze right now, but it's dog shit. So it's whatever. Um, then there was a movie called Anomalisa. Have you ever heard of this one? Say it again. Anomalisa, like A-N-O-M-A. Lisa. It's, it's a very, it's a weird ass movie, but it's really good. And I enjoyed it. I don't even really want to get into it, but that's just one that I recommend. Um, it's probably one of the best movies I watched, like, in my little binge. Then I watched the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. <laughs> have you <laughs> have you ever seen those movies? I think I saw the first two. Okay. Yeah. The first one is... With the tiger and... Yeah. The tiger and he breaks out of the prison. It is surprisingly, like, the first one's, like, surprisingly decent. Like, it's actually, like, not that bad. Um, they have, like, a heart to them. I think I've seen that. I think I've seen it in theater. Yeah, because this was, like, when we were kids, dude. This was, like, yeah. our generation, you know? Um, I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Uh, and I rewatched it because a podcast that I listened to was going to talk about all three of them. That's the only reason why I watched it. Um, then I watched a Disney movie called Atlantis the Lost Empire. Have you ever heard of that? Okay. It's there are some Disney movies where they try to appeal to like young adults, like Treasure Planet and stuff. And this was one of those movies um where it's not about a princess, it's about like a dude and they're going on like an adventure and they fight. And uh it was very mid. It wasn't very good. Um let's see. I'm going to I'm skipping some of them. I'm skipping some of them cuz I know that it's like not really worth mentioning. So one of the big movies that I wanted to mention that I thought was really good was a movie called The Road to El Dorado, which is another DreamWorks movie, like the guys who do Shrek and Kung Fu Panda and, you know, fucking Boss Baby. Before they started doing, like, 3D shit, they were doing, like, 2D movies, um, like, when they first, like, started. 
And have you ever heard of the Prince of Egypt? Like the Christian movie that like has yeah. like Disney level animation. That's a DreamWorks movie. And this was like, I think this was right after that. Um, this movie called The Road to El Dorado. And it's based, it's about these two guys. It takes place in like the, I want to say like, takes place in really old times, like Aztec, Aztecian, um, you know, before like America was even conceived. Um, and these two dudes from Spain uh, find themselves uh, in like an Aztec civilization. And they tell them, it's like two con artists, two dudes that are like, like Aladdin type characters where they just like are always trying to get bread, always trying to get money. And it's really interesting because it's like a Disney kind of movie, but instead of a princess, it's about two bros, two best bros. And the plot of the movie is that they see El Dorado, this giant like civilization, and they're like, damn, bro, like, like maybe we could finesse and maybe we could like take some of the gold from El Dorado. And they pull up and it's like these two white men in this civilization of black people. So that everyone's like, oh, the gods they're here and they're like what you talking about us and they're like yes you're the gods and the entire movie is basically just everybody thinks that they're gods when they're really not and you'd think that the movie would be about like oh these characters are being bad and they're trying to take the gold from these people but it's actually not the movie is like a comedy about how these two fucking bros are trying to get some bread and finesse from this giant civilization and i think it's something that you will like because um it reminds me a lot of like ogiyasu and like josuke where they were like trying to finesse from shigechi and and like trying to like just get money they're doing like kind of a bad thing but it doesn't really matter because you know they're just vibing they're just like doing their they're just doing their thing because they're like kids or or whatever and these these guys are adults but um, it's fun. It's a fun-ass movie. And I would recommend it. Um, and it's very adult. It has a lot of adult humor. There's, like, a female character, and there's a lot of, like, sex jokes. And this, like, fucking baby movie for kids. Um, and I could go more into it, but it's really good. And it has the same music. It has, like, the music from Elton John, the guy who did the music for, like, Lion King. So it is kind of like a musical in that sense, and the music is very good. Um, there's like a song where they get drunk, and it's it's just really cool. It's like an adult Disney movie. Um, I feel like if this movie was on Adult Swim, it would be like right at home with like everything else. Um, so that's my number one recommendation out of all the things I watched, honestly. Uh, then I watched... A movie called Dr. Strangelove, um, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Have you... You know who Stanley Kubrick is, right? I've heard of his name. He he did The Shining. Um, he did... Okay. Yeah. That's, like, probably his most popular movie. And Dr. Strangelove is another one of his, like, really critically acclaimed. It's on the IMDb Top 250. This one is about... Um, it's about, like like a nuclear war and it's like showing you all sides of the conflict the the synopsis says an insane american general orders a bombing attack on the soviet union triggering triggering a path of nuclear holocaust that a war room full of politicians and generals 
frantically tries to stop. So basically, like, they call this nuclear attack on, like, Russia, and the entire movie is, like, them trying to stop it, like, frantically attempting to stop it. And it's it's a comedy. It's a Stanley Kubrick movie, but it's a comedy. And it's very interesting and very smart. And I recommend that. I also watched another Kubrick movie called 2001 A Space Odyssey. Have you heard of that? Oh, yes. Manny, I am not going to get into this movie. This is probably... I don't even understand this movie, Manny. When I tell you, I don't... No one does. No one does. Um, I used to watch fucking uh, analysis videos and I'd never seen a movie. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. 2001 A Space Odyssey. I will say this, though. As a casual, like, going into this movie, not even understanding it, it does... I don't get Spirited Away vibes where I'm like, this movie's not even about anything. Like, I do feel like there is, like, an intention. And I do feel like when I left the theater, like, okay. Like, I think I kind of get it. And I'm excited to watch it again to maybe understand it more, you know? Um, But I will also say, Manny... Interesting. This is probably the best looking movie ever made. I sincerely believe that this is the best looking movie of all time. Any shot no, this movie has like the best like cover arts. What? Uh two thousand one? Bro, I just it's so like it's so beautiful. Have it. It's yeah. This one. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. this one and this yeah. is, uh there's another one. There's another one. With him, it's like this one, but there's yeah. another version yeah. of this one. This one, like I seen this, I was like, "Bro, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, that's just a shot from the movie. After you watched it, I, I want to watch. Yeah, that that was probably another one of the number one things. This is easily one of the best movies ever made, and even though I don't get it, like I understand why people like it. Um, it came out in 1968, so like there are no visual effects in this movie, and like everything they do is through like miniatures and just like many i don't even i don't know how they do the stuff but it's all in space like this entire movie is in space and it's insane it looks it looks amazing and i don't know if you're if you know about like the iconic like scene at the end uh, where i don't even really know what happens but crazy space dimension shit happens and it gets like really weird with the visuals and I, it's the best looking movie ever made and I, I i sincerely mean that it's like it's better than any like animated movie i've like ever seen it looks it looks incredible um and then i have you ever heard of the movie uh life of pi yeah with the dude on the boat yeah there is a documentary called Life After Pi. It's 30 minutes long, and it's about the people who did the visual effects for that movie and how they got laid off, like, right when the movie came out after they busted their ass and, like, made the movie. And it talks about how the visual effects industry is, like, broken and, like, it's unsustainable for, like, the movie uh, industry and, like, visual effects artists don't get paid enough. And it was really educational and really informative and super fucking sad. Um, and it's only 30 minutes and it's free and it's on YouTube and I would highly recommend it. And it's very relevant today because like, that's what happened to like the Sonic movie. Like, you know how they changed Sonic and stuff like 
the the studio that did that like lost their jobs like right before christmas like they all got laid off because because they had to like you know they went bankrupt after all the extra work that they had to do um so it's really sad and it was it was a very good documentary it was very well executed um i'd recommend it okay uh then uh lastly last thing the cat returns i watched the cat returns Rewatched it finally Manny, they walk on two legs. <laughs> they walk on two legs, dude. Oh, man. The Cat Returns is basically Pom Poco, like, if it was good. That's, like, my opinion of, of this movie. It's, like, a good version of that. Where it has animals doing shit that the animals do. But, like, and it has, like, a message. And it's, like, saying it. And it's, like, funny. It's great. It's really good. Bro, when, when the big cat was in the jar of jelly... <laughs> I, I was like, I forgot like whether he died or not. So I saw that. I was like, oh fuck, no! <laughs> Bro, her the oh my god the shot when like he's in the jar, like her reaction is like no, but the shot is like oh. I know. I know. <laughs> he's like oh my god. <laughs> But it's such a, they play like a silly like boing and the camera does like a Dragon Ball like shake. It's really funny. Um, but one thing I wanted to mention, Manny, in the movie, the Baron says like, I was made be because like someone created me in the real world and they created me with their heart and like passion that like I manifested in this world. So it, it connects to Whisper and it like, it's like, you know, canon if, you know, if you want to be like that. It's like the same that's, universe. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So I wanted to mention that because I thought that was interesting. And dude, Manny, this movie's so funny. This movie's really, right, really funny. When they were in the labyrinth and <laughs> and like the cats are like like using the their walls to like bounce up. The girl looks at the wall. She's like, hey, that wasn't there before. Push. The cat goes, yeah. <laughs> it's another cat. And then the other cat goes, yeah. It's very funny. Really, like I was laughing the whole time. Really, really funny movie. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, dude, this movie's so good. Yeah. Oh man, let me watch it. Yeah, I'm happy I rewatched it too. I, I'm gonna rewatch Totoro before the next episode. Um, I need to, cause I need to, I need to rate it. I need to like put it on the scale. Very, Ooh. very interesting movie. Um. And it, it looks different than any other Ghibli movie, you know? It has, like, a different, like, style of animation, which I right. really like. I like the security guard cats. Like, they walk around. When they first pop up and you first see the cats, um, there are, like, normal cats, like, looking at, like, the human cats. And they start, like, looking. And the security guard cat, like, grabs it and, like, chucks it over the fence. It's so funny. It's so good. Um, uh, yeah, I... I probably could say more, but uh, it's cute. It's cute. I like it. It is. So, it's super cute. Um, and the scene where at the end where she's like, I think I have a crush on you. Baron's like, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> but, you know, if you ever need me again, I'll be here. Doo -doo 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 -doo. He does like a fucking like spin. Yeah. So gangster. Baron, Baron's cool. The cat king was funny too. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. This is so much. 
Oh man, I want to rewatch it because it's it's so short and sweet, mm-hmm. dude. And, uh, the, if, oh my god, I want to rewatch it. The fucking the scene where like they're in the dining hall and like there's like a bunch of jesters like coming up and they're like doing like funny things and <laughs> the cats like like the girl isn't laughing at all like the main girl but the cats are like trying not to laugh and one of them like bursts out laughing and then the executioner cats come grab him and they throw him out the window i'm like they just killed a cat they fucking killed him (laughs) oh that was that was very interesting i thought that was cool Um, i want to know the the jap i want to know if if there's a japanese name Mm mm-hmm if the Japanese name is different. But Wikipedia always has the answer. Yeah. Let's see. It doesn't have the answer. Cool. Um, I was going to say, I, I just looked it up. The Space Odyssey, the budget was $10 million mm-hmm. and it made $150 million. Yeah. Wow. The the story with that one was really interesting because um like it wasn't doing very successful at first but then it started to gain a reputation of like yo go see this movie high and you'll get fuck it's a great experience. So that started to be like why the movie got successful cuz people would smoke weed and then they would go see the movie, which is really funny and really cool. Um and after watching it, I I want to watch. The, I want to smoke weed and then watch this movie just so I can have that experience. Maybe you would uh, understand it. <laughs> Honestly, Manny, like it feel yes, like not even as a joke. That's possible. Um, it's really good. Yeah, and I watched okay. this in a theater too, which was really cool. That is cool. It's on HBO Max, so yeah. I want to watch it. Um, and uh, The Guy Returns, the Japanese title is The Guy Returns. Oh, okay. Uh, what was uh, I going to do? Yeah, that's really all I got to say about Cat Returns. Actually, I wanted to say, like, you know, one of your one of the things that you don't like about Ghibli movies is how they will say what happens before it actually, like, happens. And I feel like in the beginning, the cat returns does like a little like monologue thingy where it kind of says it. And do you like it in Cat Returns, or did you even notice it? Like, do you even remember what I'm talking about? One, I don't. Two, I don't feel like it's that type of story. Mm-hmm. It's not that type of movie where it like doesn't matter, you know? Right. It's not. It's not like the end or like the Cat Kingdom is like withholding any information that would be spoiled in the beginning right. you know what i mean whereas like it's way different from marnie of my memories because you know that has like a lot of things going on a lot right. of mis- mysterious shit where the character terms isn't really mysterious mm-hmm. so i only really think even if i didn't even notice it right i don't i think even if i did it wouldn't take away anything yeah it didn't take away uh with me either so I just wanted to mention that. Um, I would give it a six, but I did enjoy it. So, all right. Um, we can get into Matrixy. I wanted to ask you how Christmas and New Year's was. 
Christmas I spent in this room on my PlayStation 5. Mm. New Year's. I was in a club. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it? The day, the day was mid, I'd say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was for most people. Mine was also uh, lame. What did I do on New Year's? I don't know. Let me see. Uh, let me see if my parents were home. No. I think it's my sister. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, depending on when my mom gets home, I might have to like get up for a second. But we can uh, we can get into it, bro. We can get into the the movie talks. Anything else you want to talk about? Any other? No. Nah. Yeah. Wait. I watched. I also watched the first episode of Euphoria. Do you you know about that? Bro, me too. Really? What? That's crazy. Two episodes. Oh my gosh! Wow. You watched it yesterday. Damn. All right. Cool. What did you think about it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I personally thought that it was very well made, very well executed, and I did enjoy what I saw, but I stopped watching because it kind of it it struck a chord on like a personal level that I I couldn't continue. It really like not in like a poppy hill like fuck this show kind of way, but like it it was I don't know. It hit too close to home uh, in the first episode. Because... Fuck this. I'm sorry, that was funny. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you know, you know when like, you know when like a lot of uh, movies or like TV shows where there's like a warning for like 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 you ever see on Twitter where like someone's like send a sensitive content thing. Yeah, like it's like if you, like if you're too sensitive to this, or if like it it triggers you, like you know, walk away or something. Um, I I never really understood that where it's like, like you know, how could anything like really get under your skin that much? And this is a movie about people doing drugs and girls like getting raped and stuff. So I could kind of understand, but obviously never empathize with that. But the show, the first episode really kind of hit hard with the, with the black guy and like the white girl. Um, that whole scene where like he is like talking to her and then like his friends are like showing him like videos and like nudes of her. Um, and then that influences like how he acts when he, when he has sex with her. That, yeah, that's, that, that, was, that was awful. That was very awful. And that's something that, is very real and it the way they executed in the show was very genuine um and i i've been in that sadly i've been in that situation before and it really it really made me sad like i've been like the black guy in that situation um where like you're doing stuff like in the bedroom and then they're like whoa bro like what are you doing and it's like what i i thought that i didn't know like i thought that that was okay and they were like, no, why would that be okay? And it's it's so embarrassing and it's so uh it's so upsetting. And what was even more upsetting was that the girl, like two seconds later, was like, but I I'll do it if you ask me. I'm like, you 
fucking bitch. Like, don't don't make him feel bad about that. And then, like, two seconds later, be like, yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. I don't know. Maybe the show, maybe I was being too sensitive to it or something. But um, I thought it was extremely well executed. I thought that the acting was amazing. Like, all those girls, those, like, those are all people. That's how they act, like, in, in high school. Um, like, I know people like that. Uh, I didn't watch the second episode, but I did like the first one. Um, and I like, I like shows that talk about these topics, like people who are trans and like people who are going through drugs. I like, I like this kind of topic. There's a lot of shows that do this, but do it a lot worse. But this show seems a lot more thoughtful and a lot better executed. So I want to watch it, but, uh, I don't know if it's going to like trigger me in the same way, you know? Yeah. You, you seem, I think I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Is it just not one that like connects with you personally to where you're not like motivated to watch it? It doesn't connect with me, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll watch it. Yeah, it's it's kind of the talk of town now. I don't know. This is like, this is like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't watch. It's eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's nine now. Season two. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that bit with the. I'm fat surprised girl. like she like, cause she's like famous. That actor Zendaya. Yeah. No, not Zendaya. Who? The white girl. The Cass Cassie. There's a lot of white girls. The black guy and the white girl. Oh, I I've never seen her before. What's she in? I don't know, but she's famous. She mm-hmm. has a lot of followers on IG. And then like, when she <laughs> she took off her shit, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but she's an actor, right? Like it's you know par for the course. Do you think Zendaya would do that? No, Zendaya. No, Zendaya would never do that. So we are watching the show to find out. <laughs> right. That was a joke. I know. I, I want to get canceled. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry. I'd say that joke, dude. Imagine Zendaya, Zendaya, Zendaya sees this clip and just. <laughs> Imagine I become famous and then she sees this clip of me saying this. Yeah, I always worry about that. I always. <laughs> because it's really it's not you're not a bad person for saying that it's a i guess mildly immoral thing but we're we're bros bro (laughs) we're normal people we say stupid shit sometimes you know that's so gay (laughs) that's the that's the pinnacle yeah bro sayings yeah (laughs) that's so gay terminology Mm -hmm. gay yeah i um I I enjoyed the first episode. I I thought there was a lot of stuff that was very realistic, and the the one with the fat girl really kind of made me sad. That was like a really sad like part where she like comes down and she's like, "Hey, I lost my virginity," and they're like, "Oh my god, was it good?" And she's like, "It was okay." It's like, oh dude, that that bummed me out, bro, because that's so real. Like that's that's very that's legit. Like that that happens, but. Yeah. All right. Um, if you were an actor, would you just like whip out your dick on it in a scene like that? If I say again, if you were an if you were an actor, so if I, like not as part of the scene, like just on my own. As like as part of the scene. As part of the scene. Yeah, you're, you're having a sex scene. Oh, and they ask me to do it. I don't want people seeing my dick. Yeah. 
I'm surprised she like. I don't know. I, f- I find that fascinating that she did that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of movies where people are like nude or they are having sex, and I think the way a lot of people rationalize doing something like that is like if they know the movie is fire and it's like doing this will make the movie like good and this is what the movie like needs then i can rationalize someone doing that but even as even if i were in that those shoes i still don't know if i'd have the confidence to do it because i don't really i don't really want that out there you know yeah bro because like shit like that goes on like Pornhub. Like people Pornhub. watch that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So and she I think it's almost like your your personal like I don't know. Like you keeping it's, that it's, Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, when you hide that stuff and you keep that to yourself, like that's your that's like your secret. So when so when you accept like you know, like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, have sex with you, kind of thing. It's supposed to be kind of like a, like a moment where it's like, oh, like I'm looking at your boobs, and you wouldn't show your boobs to anybody else, like except me in this moment. But you put your boobs on TV, so it's almost like not that special, kind of thing, right? Like that's yeah. that's how I would feel if I did something like that. But at the same time, I have immense respect for someone who does that because I love like certain sex scenes in movies, and I think like they make the movies better. And I respect them for doing that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I could never do that. Um, no disrespect. I just kind of. Yeah. It's. No disrespect there, but. If anything, it's she's like, respect. She. Usually, like, in movies where, like, you see titties. Yeah. Or shows, like, they usually have, like, small titties or no titties at all, you know? Right. But she had, like. Really, like, big areolas. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I like it's I like the biggest tits I've seen on TV. <laughs> yeah, honestly, there's a lot of tits in Peaky Blinders, yeah. but then they're, they're like very small. Yeah, and then I feel like the context of Euphoria is like even it's not for just like titulation. Like it's yeah, it's it's the the subject matter makes it even more like whoa, bro! Like holy shit! Even though you just saw her nudes like a second ago, like like uh in like a previous scene it's not the same like when you see it like um in real time yeah that's crazy man yeah it is i don't know hey shout out shout out to her yeah shout out to her um it made the episode cool i loved all the drug stuff with the with the with zendaya though i thought that stuff was really cool i've never done drugs and i can never really really relate to that but I thought it was cool. Yeah, I never, I never. I know. None of that shit. Yeah, I feel kind of. That's like that's like crazy shit, you know. Yeah, I know. That's just that you just like, you know. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I guess I feel like we're just part of like a different culture because there's some people, you know, from Brockton High that are like that, and we just don't know about it. Yeah, that shit's that shit's everywhere, but. Yeah. I. I, honestly, I don't think I can associate with someone doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want them like around me. Right. Now that to say, like, imagine if you started doing that, mm-hmm. I would like, I would still be friends with you, but like, I wouldn't like go to a party, see someone do that, and, like, be friends with them after. You know? Yeah. 
Right. That's yeah. awesome. I feel that. Most most people keep it a secret because they know that they will be judged amongst their like amongst their friend groups and stuff. Yeah. Even the main character in, in, in the show kind of keeps it on the down low. Yeah, dude. Alright. We can uh we can move on. The second episode is crazy. Second episode is crazy? You can tell me about it. The dude the big white guy? Yeah. This dude fucking turned into a fucking Joker. The Punisher. <laughs> what did he do? Dude went because dude was it the first episode that his girl got fucked in the pool? Yeah. Yeah. This dude went to that dude's house, mm-hmm. sat in his living room, waited for him to come home from work. It was seeing sitting on the couch like like Dio. <laughs> Like, what is going on, dude? You fuck my girl. <laughs> like, because the girl was like, I was blacked out, right? Right. She wasn't. No, she and wasn't. Like, bro, you raped her, bro. You raped her. <laughs> you raped her. <laughs> oh my god. And, then, and dude's like, bro, I didn't rape her, bro. She was awake. <laughs> oh. And then, and then he was like, do you know how old she was? I don't know, 18, she was 17. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dude's all like bloody and he's like, ah, if you, you can, you can try to, you can call the cops, but you're going to go to jail way longer than me. Oh, like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is this show about? <laughs> yeah. Turned into the main character. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah. But yeah. I really do like shows like this. Um, even though I don't empathize with it at all, it just, I talk to a lot of people who go through stuff like this and they're like, um, like the main people that I talk to kind of, uh, cause I don't know. I just don't really, that's just kind of like who I'm associating with at the time. And I think it's just cool because I can connect to it like in a very passive way, like through other people and imagine like people that I know going through like these experiences. Um, you know, so, and I think about it because like there were people in high school that were like being like trans, like at the time. And I just kind of turned a blind eye to it, but you watch it in like this show and it's like, it's like, huh, you know, like this is what they're going through and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. The part with the guys like really empathize with me i was like yep that's exactly that's exactly it and i have guy friends that are like that like my all my cousins are like that um so it's not even i don't think it's inaccurate at all but pretty pretty interesting show i'm i'm gonna try and keep watching it if i can if i don't get too sad (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right ready for the matrix yeah yeah so I was thinking we talk about, we don't really have to talk about Reloaded and Revelations. It's been like a month, so we probably don't have all of that. We can cover that. It doesn't have to be a super big, extensive conversation on each one. Um, So we can talk about that first, if you want. Uh, I actually, you know, going into it, I actually, I I know people don't like 2 and 3. Yeah. I actually actually like, I like 2. Mm-hmm. Three is like a fever dream. <laughs> but two, 
Ooh, you know, they have two has all the all the dialogue. Yeah. I was talking. Yeah. But the architect. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the architect makes or breaks the movie because the casuals don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Right. The Ironhearts barely know what he's talking about. <laughs> right. Um, and I thought he was interesting. I love and it, yeah, He's going to come in. I'm going to mention him later when we talk about the fourth one. Right. But this guy, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, he talked about everything the Matrix is about control, choice, free will, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, we're going to get into the first movie, but the, he's like, I already know what you're gonna. I already know what you're gonna do. Yeah, like you're yeah. the sixth one. We already yeah. seen. We already did this before. Dude, that entire. I just want to say the the scene of him in the white room with like all the screens. It's the perfect blend of like this is super cool. This is super serious, and it's very smart and well executed while also being silly as fuck. Where when whenever like yeah. the dude says some crazy shit like like this is the sixth reality and it's like. Bullshit, man! Fuck you! Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I and love that, that when he starts talking, they all immediately stop and their faces go like, <laughs> it's, it's really like, it's really silly. No, but it, the scene was really strong. You know, um, he's like, you know, with this six version, you know that the difference between the other matrices, this one has the love factor, right? And you know, he loves Trinity. Yes. You know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Even in the fourth one, right? Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's like, well, this one you have love, but I forgot how, I wish I, I wish it was super fresh, but he has love now, but in the other ones, you know, he chose to let Zion be destroyed and let the few, the few handpicked people recreate Zion, restarting the Matrix, right? Reloading the Matrix. Right, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, that's a that's a crazy. That shit is like, oh my god, I didn't even know that, Manny. I thought it was just called Reloaded, just because they have guns. Thank you, thank you so much. Yes, Ali, that's what it means. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, so all those the one through five versions, uh, Neo reloads it. Yeah. Right. Now, now he got love in the equation, mm-hmm. and the dude is like, this is, "There's so much shit that goes into this shit." Right. I was watching an analysis when it when I finished the movie. The dude was saying like, "You don't really know what he's talking about, right?" Because he's like, "I already know what you're gonna do," mm-hmm. but then he walks to this door. He's like, "And I forgot what he says." He says but, like, "Interesting." He, um. I don't remember what he says either. I think he says like humans are so predictable or some shit like that. Yeah, he's like humans are so like so did he think he's, he said something about love and like Yeah, then like, he said that predictable line and he was like, mm-hmm. Well, did he know he was gonna choose that one because this one has love? Mm-hmm. Or did he did he say that because he thought he was gonna go the other way because the other versions of the Matrix, you know? I think <laughs> I don't wanna act like I know what's going on. I th- I think when he walked to that door the architect didn't even like react that much because he knew that like Neo wasn't gonna like save the world or anything. And he knew that like ultimately Zion would fall and like it didn't really matter, like whatever he did. That's why he's just like, Hi right, bro, go ahead. You're still you're gonna fail. <laughs> you know, that was like his and that's what makes the third movie, despite how um kinda lame it is because they're in Zion the whole time, for me personally, 
The third movie, I'm engaged because the <clears throat> the cliffhanger of the second one is like, is like, is Zion gonna fall or is, is it not gonna fall? Yeah, is it gonna fall? Because at the end of the second one, he does this. He does the the, the Matrix shit right. in the real world. Mm-hmm. So, and Agent Smith is now in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Bane guy. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. The way but the architect. Go ahead. I was gonna say like the way they explain it, um, where it's like, you know, Trinity will die and Zion will fall. Like Trinity does die. Neo saves her, but she, you know, she does flatline. So you don't know if that death counts and if all the stuff that's happening in the third movie where it's like the drill's gonna destroy Zion and like everything's gonna blow up, you don't know if that's really gonna happen. So usually when you watch a movie, it's like, oh, obviously they're not gonna die. But I'm really sitting there like maybe they'll die. Like why why not? You know, like the architect like explained it very well in the last one. So that's my defense for the third movie. Like right now, like it's it is kind of silly because they're in Zion the whole time and you're watching characters you don't really like, but I think it's tense the entire time because I'm genuinely on the edge of my seat, like, is Zion gonna fall? So I like the third one. Yeah. Wow. The second one. And I like how in the second one they bring up the fact that the Oracle mm-hmm. is isn't human. She's like programmed. Right, yeah. And it's like Neil's like, why should I trust you? She's like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like they they're controlling all these humans. And this this ties in with Animatrix too, right? Yeah. They're controlling everyone. They control all these people and they know that Neo is an anomaly in the Matrix. But why why is it programmed that Oracle is helping Neo? You know? Um I, I don't know, honestly. Well, I think the way they explained it was like Oracle is programmed to understand the psychology of people in the matrix and her programming doesn't dictate like her will and like what she wants to do. So that's her skill. That's like what she can do. And then she uses that skill to choose like, all right, like I'm going to, I'm going to guide Neo because I think Neo can like save the day or whatever. And ultimately the reason why she's programmed to do that is because Neo is programmed to kind of be the one or whatever, right? So that, um, so that the Matrix can reload. Yeah. Yeah. The Oracle. Very great writing. Every time she's on screen, it's like yeah, it's my like, my my attention span like expands. Like I'm just like, like, like focus. Um, just, there's so much shit that goes on, especially even with the chat with the what's the dude's name, the French guy, Morvin Morvingian. Oh, I forgot his name, but that yeah, that, like that scene was great. Once again, perfect amount of silliness and seriousness and and like thoughtful commentary. Um, yeah, he explained it very well. Like the the love factor, love was like the main mm-hmm. theme of the movie. Um, and you know, it's it's a really interesting thing that you can apply to real life. Like, do our choices matter? You know, is what we do important, or is everything? You know, a lot of people's default answer would be like, no, I have free will. If I want to drink this coffee, I can drink this right now. But, you know, there are some things, but like you need to drink eventually, right? You can't, you can't tell yourself like, bro, I'm never taking a shit again, bro. It's like, no, you are, you are going to take a shit. You are, you know, um, you have like basic human needs that you have to follow. 
like some things are predetermined and and that's one of those things you know and i like how they use the analogy of like you know being horny as one of that and that's kind of what love is like love is is genuine and it is predestined but it's also like you know it is also your will right mm. it's it's not it's the answer to like free will or fate is is kind of both it's kind of it's a little bit of both like your choices are not invalidated by your fate but your fate does matter you know yeah i think he explained it very well yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of good things there's a lot of good things happening in reloaded i'm really happy that you yeah, reloaded. Like reloaded. reloaded and you know the fight you know agent smith uh he go even that dude he's he's iconic he's literally so like and yeah some Honestly, hilarious it, lines, bro. Some funny ass lines in the second one. He's so, he's so good. I, I love how like, <laughs> you know, Adrian Smith is like such an anomaly himself. You know, yeah. Like especially in the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Reloaded, you know, they have that fight scene where like he kills him in the first one, but him killing, uh, Neo killing. Smith in the first one gives him that ability right. to come. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, when they that first fight scene, he's like Purpose. And that's when, when, that's, when he, that's when he that's when he like kind of removes himself from the Matrix, right? Not from the Matrix, um the, that's when he loses his um yeah. Allegiance. Yeah, he loses the allegiance and he's like the purpose thing, right? He's like, yeah. what do you say? The purpose is He's what like, blinds okay. us. What connects us? It's so funny because the camera's going around and with every new one that walks up, it's like, purpose is what binds us. What connects us? What forms us? It's very, very funny. I don't remember like specifically, but I just remember that part because I thought it was funny. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, that fight scene, that fight scene has so fucking long. Yeah. Did you? I like I fucking love that fight scene. I love all the fight scenes in the second one. I um you know, it has some dated effects, but the but the cinematography is so over the top and like it's moving so much that it honestly doesn't even matter. Like it's it's still really cool. I think it's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's And then you just look at that shit and then you just look at like the fourth matrix and you're just like you know. <laughs> dude it's it's really embarrassing but we'll get to that one yeah we'll um, get to um yeah reloaded i really like reloaded i kind of re- like reloaded more than the first like, one almost, not more but okay probably like on the same level me too i'm very happy that you feel that way i was i was wondering if i would have to defend this one uh to the same extent that i have done other things but i'm glad that you liked it i wa- i watched it and i finished it like why don't people like this like that was my yeah. reaction. Like everything I value about the Matrix is the commentary, the 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 action, and the characters. And the Matrix Reloaded takes all of that up to an extra level. And mm-hmm. going into this movie, I thought it was going to be bad because people said it was like people said it was bad, but also because you know this is the one where you're going to see Zion, right? And it's two and a half hours long, so I'm sitting here thinking, okay. Maybe they're going to be in Zion the whole time and they're not going to be in the Matrix that much. And the first 20 minutes, they're in Zion. And I'm like, oh boy, Zion looks lame. And this is like really, this is not very fun. Uh, but then they go back to the Matrix and they're in the Matrix for the rest of the movie, you know? And it's not that bad. And the new characters aren't that bad either. Like, I don't dislike 
Jada Pinkett Smith or like any of um or like the key maker <laughs> or the French yeah. guy, you know, like the characters. Re- and I love like Morpheus, Trinity and Neo are like team seven kind of like they fucking they roll up like a squad wherever they go. And it's so heartwarming because honestly, Neo can like do all this shit by himself if he really wants to. But Morpheus and Trinity just tag along just just because like, why not? It's so I love these characters. I love the action. I think the action's way better than the first one. It's so much bigger and so much like goofier and over the top. And I I love the commentary. The commentary is it challenges the first movie, you know? Yeah. And it's on the same it, level, like in terms of its writing. Yeah, I I feel like the people the the first movie is just like people just really loved like the rise of Neo. Yeah. To like him being Goku. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what people like really took away from the movie, but like yeah. I think the second one does everything the first one does. Me too. I feel the exact same way. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. I Reloaded. I want to give people credit because like I don't know, like I feel like the, the a lot of the appeal of the first movie is the commentary, and if like like why wouldn't you like the second movie? I honestly don't really know. Maybe it is what you said. I think people just like the rise of Neo. I didn't even look it up because I didn't even really want to know. Like I don't even. I don't even it doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> why don't you like the second one? I know. The act. Like, I want to ask you to try hard that question. Me too. I wonder what you said. I want. I wanted. I also. Th- like I said, I thought the movie was just gonna like not have as much action. When I saw that the commentary was still there, I was like, all right, maybe the action's gonna suck. And then the fucking fight with Agent Smith happens. And I'm like, all right, people are bugging. Like, this movie's crazy. Like, this movie's dope. Um, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. This movie's good. And did you, like, there was an after credit scene for this, for Reloaded, that showed, like, clips from Revelations. And it's interesting because they came out the same year. And it's it's, like acting as like a two-parter where it's like here's the here's the second part to the matrix reloaded here's how the story continues and i thought it was really cool like when i finished reloaded i was like hey let's go it's like avengers it's like avengers endgame 2003 was a crazy year yeah for my for matrix friends i know two um, movies in the same year yeah dude they were trying- imagine animated imagine animated that I know. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, I like. Um, I like. I really like Reloaded. Um, it, three. I wanted to. Three. I wanted to say real quick. It. It. The Matrix Reloaded, especially, is hyper JoJo. Like everything about this is like JoJo. You have characters with very specific abilities that like no one else has. Right, like they're only they can do that like thing. Yeah, like the, the twins. Yeah, the twins, the keymaker. You know, um, you have, uh, you have, you know, a narrative about like fate, which is one of the main themes of like all of JoJo. You have, you know, the bad guy having a little bit of the good guy injected in him, which gives him a power. Cough, cough, Dio, cough, cough. It's, it's like the same thing, and. Um, I thought that was really cool. Like I was sitting here, like, like Manny's got to love this. Like it's JoJo. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the exact same, same, same diff. Yeah. 
All right. Hey, uh, Matrix five. Yeah. I I I'm gonna I gave the first one a nine and I'm gonna give this one a nine as well. I think it's really good. Mm. Very good commentary and stuff. Three, the all out war. Right. You know, it's cool that the Animatrix gives you some context. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that was cool. That was really cool. I think right, we're gonna talk about the Animatrix after, but right. three. So three, they're in Zion mostly, and they're fighting the aliens. Yeah, uh, we got the mag. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it was so like it was a lot of Attack on Titan energy of just like they're getting through the wall, close and quick. Like, <laughs> I I don't know. I yeah. I kind of had fun because it just reminded me of Attack on Titan so much. I was like, dude, this is this is crazy. Um. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It didn't. It didn't. It just felt so different, you know. Yeah, I, I completely understand. The third no, movie, no. I can, I can understand people not liking the third one. I can completely yeah. understand that. Yeah, that's very valid. The epic conclusion to the Matrix, where they aren't in the Matrix. <laughs> I mean, I get it, like, but, you know. I don't even, like, I'm trying to remember what happened. <laughs> Basically, the entire movie is the the robots fighting uh, the humans in Zion. Fighting Zion, and then, yeah, then I know Neil goes over there to the, the robots, Trinity dies. Yeah. And then he t- Neil talks to the uh, robot god. Right, yeah. And then he fights Agent Smith in the Matrix uh, at the end, and then they both kind of die. Kinda, yeah. That's basically what yeah. happens. Neo, Neo dies while also killing Agent Smith, and that's how the movie ends. And because of his sacrifice, the machines are like, "Damn, bro, you legit just saved us!" Like, all right, well, you're a human and you just saved us. Like, we'll like, we'll like, we'll stop this war. And that's how the movie ends. And um, I I really like the ending because of how they. Because of that one scene with the Oracle and the Architect afterwards, where the Architect's like, you know, my prediction's still right. You know that Zion will still fall, and Trinity did die. And she's like, yeah, but, like, you know, we might as well enjoy it while it lasts. And I think that, I think that's, like, basically the answer to, like, the whole, like, you know, was the Architect right or wrong? He was right, but, like, Neo did save them, at least for now. You know what I mean? Um, Because... Like the the whole idea, the architect was explaining, like in his like speech, how wars are never going to end, and there's always going to be conflict as long as like living things exist, and um, and the oracle's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to like have peace, right? That doesn't mean that we shouldn't attempt to serve like a better future, um, even if conflict like will come again. So. Yeah, Zion is going to survive, maybe for only a couple thousand years or a hundred years, but it's alive for a hundred years, and they can be happy for a hundred years, and that's a good thing, right? And that's what matters. So, this is, like, amazing, because, you know, in a lesser story, it would be like, oh, Neo betrayed fate, and, like, he saved the world, and the architect was wrong, but the architect was still right, and I love, I thought that was so smart. Like, the movie, the ending was on par with, like, everything that built to it you know um 
and I wasn't expecting that. Like it was, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I really liked the ending of the matrix. Um, like just all like the whole like trilogy, even if the third movie wasn't that great. I, I think that, you know, love being the theme really kind of carried it for me because I do love these characters. So seeing Neo and Trinity, yeah. like, like, and being on the edge of my seat, like, yo, is Trinity about to die? Cause I didn't know. I didn't know if Trinity was going to die. Um, yeah. I, I love Trinity. Yeah. And, and Neo. I going, think she looks good. Like <laughs> so, she's wearing the, the, the getup. Yeah. The glasses. Dude, she's, she's, she's the perfect blend of like, I'm a gangster and I'm badass while also being like sexy as fuck. Yeah. She's in Memento as well. Really? That's sweet. Yeah. I feel like she's not in any other movies. Like, I don't know her, like, in anything else. But that's good. Yeah. I'm glad she's in Memento. Um, yeah. I, uh, I don't know how much I have to say. I will say, I liked, I liked how the girlfriend of the black guy was, like, the one that we were following for a little bit of that fight scene because the whole idea was, like, yo, you don't have to fight. And she's, like yo, I'm like, I'm going to fight. Like, this is the end, right? Like, and if this is the end, I'm not going to do it like going out like a bitch and letting my husband like die. So in the same story that Neo and Trinity are having where they're like working for each other because they love each other and they like want to service each other like and their best interest, she is doing the same for her husband who's like out fighting. So she's going to fight there too. And because of that, like, underlying theme like while she's fighting watching her fight was cool because she was kind of the only like she was the reason why they like survive like she like stops the drill and and she like shoots it so watching her fight for me because it tied into like the really strong themes of the matrix was fun i wasn't really that invested in the little kid like the like the fanboy neo kid that wasn't as interesting to me because that just felt like more way more generic it, it didn't i mean i guess technically it was from a place of love but it wasn't like as defined as the other one you know so i thought that was kind of boring whenever he was fighting and that was like a lot of the movie but um yeah i love how he's in animatrix though yeah dude that was crazy that was cool as fuck his it ma- it makes him cooler he's annoying in like the movies but it makes him cooler like watching that it it makes him so cool because he's he's so different from everyone else. Yeah, he didn't need a red pill. Mm-hmm. That's dope. To like, that's we'll get, insane. We'll get into animatrix, um, but uh, is there anything else to say? I feel like I said the main things that I wanted to say. Um, yeah. Let's see. The fight with Agent Smith and Neo has some interesting visuals with the rain. But despite how kind of cool it is that they like run at each other and it's like, Mr. Anderson, (laughs) Um, besides that and like the little punchies they exchange, it feels like they were going for like a Man of Steel level fight and they didn't achieve that. Maybe it's because it was 2003 and they couldn't, but um, I think that the final fight is pretty lame compared to every other fight, if I'm being critical. Yeah. Yeah. I think narratively, it's really cool, like what happens. But um, I think in execution, it's just kind of you'd expect Neo and Agent Smith 
who have all these unique abilities to like be doing cooler stuff than just like flying around, but it's kind of all they did. Um, but yeah, just wanted to mention that real quick. I, I think we can move on to uh, resurrections. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, so what was your expectations going into this one? That's what I want. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Right. I don't know why. I thought I thought this was gonna be a, a sick movie. <laughs> Me too. I went into this like genuinely like let's go like i i was ready you know because because the first three movies are so good your expect my expectations were subverted so hard like yo matrix two and three were great bro the fourth one's gonna be great like why wouldn't the fourth one be great you know um that's my mentality that was my mentality going in like you know there's no way that they would make a matrix four and fuck it up because the first three matrix movies as as boring as the third one is, it was very genuine. I felt like there was a lot of heart put into it, and it was very sincere and super thoughtful. And I don't know if I feel that way with the fourth one. Bro, it's a mixed bag. So, all the characteristics that, that the Matrix is like are neutered. Yeah, they're all like taken down a level. And it's like I'm gonna start with the cover art. <laughs> Cause you know me. I know you. <laughs> right. So this cover art. Right. It's cool. It's a nice cover art. Yeah. I like it. I like how he's like. Yeah. I don't know. Looks cool, right? Right. But I wish, I wish they just kept it like these. You know. <laughs> well, you have to take into account that those are like redone ones for like the newer versions of the Matrix. Like those were not the original posters when they came. No, out, no, right? I know, I know. I know, I know the the original posters, but like they were very similar to this, where it was them three right. standing. Mm -hmm. He had the swords. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. He had the guns up. Like mm -hmm. I love how I love this right here. Right. And even though this cover is sick, me personally, I wish even with the new characters, I wish there was like order in this style. Right. I completely understand. Right. That's mine. That's me. That's because I'm a cover guy. Yeah. But it's indicative of the rest of this movie not capturing the aesthetic of the previous one. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the whole green tint. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. And the movie's not the green. Actor, yeah, it's not green, bro. <laughs> also, you know, the actors, right? Like, you know, Lawrence Fishbourne isn't here as right. playing Morpheus. That's tragic. The new guy, I thought he was fine. Me too. But he's not he's not fishborn, you know. He's not. Yeah. He, he he can't do anything. But the biggest the biggest downfall is Agent Smith. Agent Smith is not here. Dude. That's not Agent Smith, yeah. bro. I honestly when I finished the third movie, it was only until I watched the fourth one that I realized how iconic that actor is as Agent Smith. Yeah. And he can't be replaced. It's it's embarrassing. It really yeah, it's is. like honestly, like it's insulting. if you can't get into a weaving, don't even make the movie. And what makes don't it even, even worse is that Agent Smith really has no reason being there. If there's any plot holes in this movie, it might be because of Agent Smith. Like, why is he even alive? Like, how did he? What? Like, that doesn't make any sense. He fucking died. He like legit died in the last one. That was the whole point of Revelations. How did he come back? Oh. Resurrection, bro. <laughs> no, that's bullshit. Because, <laughs> because, uh, honestly, like, 
if you wanted to make up some bullshit like, oh, Neo is alive and Agent Smith is the opposite of Neo. So if Neo comes back, Agent Smith has to come back. You could make, some, make up some bullshit like that. But that doesn't make any sense because if Agent Smith comes back, then the whole reason peace was born was because Agent Smith was killed and the robots were like, good, he's dead now. So if bringing back Neo meant that Agent Smith would come back, then... Like, that doesn't make any sense. The robots would not let Neil Patrick Harris do that. So, there's, in my opinion, there's no reason why Agent Smith is in this movie. And there's no, like, good justification for it. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. Also, Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. I like Neil Patrick Harris because I, I watch How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. That's one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. I watched this show, like, three times. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you, you were talking about it last time. I love that show. And I love him in that show. Yeah. But... You know, they should have got, like, a cold guy, like, fucking the dude, the architect. Right. Like, some cold, like... I think they were that going was like, for the opposite. I, thought, I think they were going for the opposite. They wanted... The well, whole idea was, like, Neil Patrick Harris isn't like the other architect. He has a different perspective. So he's going to act differently, and he's going to be more eccentric. I do like the original people. architect more, but I'll give the movie a little bit of, like slack and like that's what they were going for they were going for neil patrick harris i don't know i, I don't like him in the movie i, yeah. I feel like that's fair he's just too, he's just too like <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah yeah um i don't know like because they're programs and like the architect is like what you think a program in a human body would like act talk mm-hmm. neil is like He's just too, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's too, like, quirky right. to be, like, a program. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, you're a robot. Like, relax. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't feel, and, like, I feel like the architect, the architect's probably in Reloaded for, like, eight minutes, and, like, I feel like he was such a threat. He had such a incredible presence. That's a great villain, yeah, you such know? A, such a presence. Neil's, you know? Yeah. He wears blue glasses, blue yeah. pill. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that. Yeah. Um, I didn't like him at all. Yeah, I understand. He was lamer, I will say. I didn't hate him, but I, I also agree that he didn't match the same level as the other guy. Um, yeah. Um, another thing. Fucking um, <laughs> so much shit. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot. One thing, you know, all the fight scenes in this movie suck, but oh, well, Keanu's, Keanu's older. He can't do all the mm-hmm. as fast, I guess, or as cool, as sharp as before when he's younger. Right. right. But it's like, you know, when he's fighting Morpheus and it's like, he's just like, <laughs> it's, very, know, like, it's very bad. So, it's very bad. It's such a like far cry from like reloaded him fighting Agent Smith and it's right. like, people come he's like exactly i know you know such a far cry and like he doesn't even shoot like he doesn't even carry a gun i know in this movie. it's keanu reeves give him a gun yeah and it's he's it's like weird. he's the gun actor he's the gun guy he's yeah. john wick <laughs> i know i was it's interesting that john wick's like he's a 50 year old man and he's like you know his bones ache and he can't move that much but why does he look cool in those movies and he doesn't look cool in this you know? I know, right? So lame. Right. And I understand. I will give credit that The Matrix 
in my opinion, physically is a more demanding role than John Wick. Maybe you can make that argument. But I, you know, if if he can't do it, don't make the movie or make it like CGI or something. I don't know. Do do something. You had like CGI, like goofy, gummy gun, John, uh, Keanu Reeves in the last one where it wasn't really him and it was like a 3D model. Just do that again. Like, who cares? I just want to see I just want to see him move around like the way you'd used to. Yeah, it was like he's so lame. Like, and it wasn't even so- it wasn't even like the set pieces were good or like the other actors were doing a great job like in the fights. You know, it was you can't even say like, oh, it's Keanu Reeves' fault for being old. Like, no, it's the movie's fault for being like for not trying. The movie doesn't try to have good fights. There's one yeah. part where like, you know, the the iconic like effect where the agents are like dodging the bullets and you get like their after image they try to do that in this one and it looks like shit it looks awful and it's at like a weird angle like like the angles like like this and you're seeing it from like super close and like 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 from like the his his side it's like why you know whenever they do it in the originals it's like huh. yeah but it's i don't know dude yeah, dude. This, you know, the worst thing is that because I just watched all three, right? It's like, fresh. back to back to back. It, like it was so fresh in my mind. I was excited to watch this, right? And it was just like such a letdown. Um, you know, if he if Keanu can't fight, give him a fucking gun. Right. He knows how to use guns. Yeah, he knows how to use a gun. Don't make him just stop bullets like <laughs> it's, so yeah. it's cool in the other ones because in the other ones he's like the other ones he's like yeah dude it's so cool. like, <laughs> i know it's it's yeah i'm really glad you brought that up because i i completely forgot about that like his body language is like how he is in john wick where he's like brash and like you know like he doesn't he's not super refined but the whole aesthetic of the matrix is like he stands like really stiff yeah like, he, like upright like, like yeah you know, the glasses right. the trench coat exactly mm-hmm. all that is so gone like yeah you know you'd see him with the glasses and trench coat at the last two seconds of the movie like, i know yeah like, that's what the matrix is like that yeah. get up you know yeah, the aesthetic of the Matrix, the three things I value, characters, commentary, aesthetic. The aesthetic, completely gone. The outfits, Just wiped out. trash. Wiped out. Like, why is Morpheus wearing a red suit? Mm-hmm. Like, give him the black suit. <laughs> well, it's like the new Morpheus, so I can understand that they're trying to go for like a Whoa. new thing with him. <laughs> it's not the thing. It's not a new Morpheus. It's Morpheus. No, it it's is like, a new. It is a new Morpheus because he programs him in his computer, and it's like they explain it like you're like agent smith and morpheus like my perception of both of them combined so i i will give him a little credit in that regard and my opinion, okay but like i'm looking at the cover it's like they're wearing the getup and then morpheus is just not wearing the getup <laughs> right wear the getup bro right. i don't bro okay it's so it's so like strange i get you can say like it's a new morpheus right right mm-hmm. bro Give him the black suit. Give him the black glasses. Yeah, mm-hmm. and give me the green tint, bro. Yeah. Please. Yeah, <laughs> I need the green tint. Like, like literally, it's, the, the aesthetic is wiped out. I don't even know why they have these Keanu and Trinity wearing this fucking the getup in the cover. They, like, they don't wear that shit in the fucking movie. They wear That's it at the. Like, they wear it at the end. Dude, and they I, wear it when they're flying away and shit. Right. And they talk to Neil. Like, mm-hmm. bro, this is like clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. It kind of is. <laughs> It's pretty fucked up. Oh, and, the, and the costumes are b- 
bad. Like the even the new characters, like what they're wearing is shit. It looks like Manny. It looks like Saints Row. It looks like some like Xbox 360 game. Like that's what the new characters look like. Yeah. Even even the new Morpheus. That's literally the aesthetic they're going for. Like Xbox 360. Like shitty. Like I got my blue hair. Like you know. Like I got my you know the default costume. Yeah. Like you know. Like like you're saying to summarize, give Keanu a gun if you can't fight. Right. Don't make him the bullet sponge. Mm-hmm. You know, instead, it got wiped out. Also, you know they did the little the the scenes from the first movie, right? Right. And like the movie's like making fun of itself. Oh, it's just a cash grab. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, shut the fuck shut up. The, yeah, <laughs> like, it's, yeah. Like, bro, like bros. Like yeah. You think you think fans of the Matrix came to hear some jokes, bro? Yeah, like, yeah I know. We're not here to hear some it jokes. Is this is fucking horrible. cringe, dude. It's really that was, cringe. That was like, that is. It was trying to was be smart. Point. That's so disrespectful. That's so disrespectful to like fans of this like this mm-hmm. series. Like, you really came up with some jokes on this like super serious movie, like right? Like movies like with like I'm at. Come <laughs> on, I can't even. I can't fathom. Like now that I'm talking about it, it's like making me even like, mad. Like, yeah, bro. Like, this movie isn't. It's not a funny movie. Like, we hear some. It's, some it's fake ironically pretty funny. It's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's ironically funny, but like, like come on. Like, even if Warner Brothers told you to like cash grab, like, right. okay, like uh, try to make like try to like live up to like the name, you know? Yeah, it's real. There's a lot of hypocrisy in this movie where it's like. Like, yeah, bitch, we're doing Matrix 4. What are you going to do about it? And I'm just kind of sitting there like, all right, I'm waiting. Like, I'm waiting for Matrix 4 to happen. You know, the movie's like sitting there like stroking its cock like, yeah, bro. Like, we're doing it. Like, and it's like, all right, bro. But you need to deliver. Like, you need to deliver. What even is the story? You know, the story (laughs) is that many. It is like. Yo, Matrix 4, Trinity and you were back. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, when the movie ended and the credits rolled, I'm like, oh, my God, that's it? What the fuck? <laughs> like, really? I was amazed when, when like, the credits, like, started. Um, Bro, it's so disrespectful, dude. It is pretty disrespectful. And, uh, you know, they had, they, you know, they did the little cutscenes to, like, the first, the first movies. And it's like... Nostalgia. Yeah, it's like, bro... It's like, bro, you're showing cutscenes of agents of Hugo Weaving. I know. While you have this new guy, bro. I know. It's so hypocritical. You literally, it's like, bro, you have this the iconic dude, right? And I have this new guy. And instead yeah. of like building up this new guy, he's just showing Hugo Weaving. Like, look, Hugo, Hugo Weaving. Like, it's it's upsetting <laughs> that the movie, the goal of the movie, like literally the com- the commentary of this one is nostalgia. That's like the main theme of Matrix 4, where it's like what nostalgia is and the value of memories. And, you know, Keanu has his memories of Trinity and Trinity has her memories of Keanu. What does that mean? What is, what is the significance of that? Honestly, even though that's not really what I want out of a Matrix 4, I think that it was executed in a kind of cool way kind of decent but it is very hypocritical to like try and 
be like, aren't you nostalgic for the Matrix and Trinity and Neo? And then show Hugo weaving and then show the new guy. It's it's like, dude, are you are we on the same page? Like, are you doing what you think you're doing? You know, it's very yeah. it's it's insane how. How poorly thought out this movie is and how just like because the other movies felt so thoughtful, especially the second one. It's like, mm. you know, it's those movies aren't easy to write. Like, not anybody yeah. can shit out the Matrix, you know. Like, how how did you manage that? Yeah, I wonder what the thought process was when they're like coming up with this shit, man. And and the idea with with this one was like, there are so many scenes where the fucking nerds in the room are like, "What do people value about the Matrix? Bullet time." the fights no they value fate versus thing and it's so funny because none of that is in this movie it's like what the fuck like you know like all the things that i value about the matrix aren't in this movie even the characters morpheus is fucking dead agent smith isn't even here it's fucking bootleg agent smith um fucking euphoria agent smith it's like the looks like he looks just like the guy in Euphoria. It's like, dude, what's happening? My architect isn't even here. It's some I was gonna I was gonna say gay, but let me not. I know. I know. But he was super fruity. Is he programmed to be gay? <laughs> uh he's programmed to be funny. I will say though, there were some nostalgia bait moments that really did work for me like um like when when the new morpheus gives neo the red pill and blue pill again and neo goes fuck <laughs> like he just says fuck <laughs> i thought that was great i thought that was really funny i like i laughed out loud for that but yeah bro the aesthetic is completely gone half the characters are gone and i think the worst part about this movie though is that there is no commentary and there's no story. The story is Neo and Trinity are back. Here's why they're back. But it but who cares? Like why why should I care about that? You know? Like it's what is why are Neo and Trinity back? Is there going to be a new conflict? Is there a new war? No. There many. There literally isn't anything going on. The machines are at peace. They are at peace. The machines and the humans are good. Zion has flourished. The machines are minding their own business. And the the new architect is doing this fuck shit with Trinity and Neo. But like at the end of the movie, like Trinity and Neo just chill in the Matrix and they're like, yeah, like it's fucked up that you did this. But I think we're just going to like take over the Matrix now and we're going to like do whatever we want in it because we're like, you know, they're like uh they're like GTA five players that have like all the mods on so they can just do whatever they want. And they're, they're happy about that. But what does that mean? Like, why are you, why what's the conflict? What's the point? You know, I, I don't know. There's no point to this movie. It's, it's so, it's just so disrespectful. It's disrespectful. And it's very, clearly disrespectful out of like ignorance it's like it's like they didn't know what they were doing it's not even like intentionally like haha fuck you like you dummy 
right? Like there are movies like that where it's like, yeah, we're going to make a fourth one. And like, if you buy a ticket and you think this shit's going to be good, like you're lost, bro. Like, but this movie is like actually trying to like be kind of good. And it's like how this is like a very clearly bad attempt. Like, do you understand what we value about the original ones? Like, I thought you valued it too, because you did it for three movies. How do you succeed for three movies? If this was like the second one, then maybe it's like, oh, maybe this girl was a fluke. Like maybe, maybe she doesn't really know how to like make a movie, right? But they did it for three movies. They they perfected it for three movies. And then they made the fucking Animatrix. Or they like got other people to do it. So other people clearly understand the aesthetic and the value of the Matrix of its characters and like its themes. And you don't mm. with your fourth movie. It's the same person too. It's not like they got a new guy. It's the same person that did the other ones. Yeah. It's uh, It was made by uh, the Wachowski sisters. But yeah. one of them wasn't on this movie so you know you could argue like hey maybe if they were both on it it would be good but besides the matrix they do have a pretty bad track record um so maybe this isn't that much of a surprise because they have made some pretty shitty movies they made the speed racer live action <laughs> oh, <brother. laughs> yeah um, and honestly, this is kind of on the same level as that Jupiter ascending. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? No. Yeah. You, you don't want to. Well, I just saw the cover of that movie like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Cause you were looking up matrix stuff. Oh, I was looking for one of the things you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, <sighs> Um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. I, yeah, this is one of like, one of like the most insulting movies you've ever seen. It is the most, like, like it's bro. super, it's super corporate. It's very like, we're making Matrix 4 because we know your dumbass is going to watch it. That's kind of what it feels like while simultaneously trying to be like, trying to be thoughtful about that, but it, it's not, you know? Well, they got our dumbasses. Yeah, they did. I, but honestly, I got a lot of ironic enjoyment out of it. I thought there was a lot of stupid shit in this movie that I thought was funny. Whenever the new Agent Smith was there, I was like, "This guy is so lame." And and this movie, there was um, this movie did scream like a lot of boomer energy. Like when when the French guy came back and he was like an old man and like they're all fighting and the French guy's like. I don't remember what he said, but he was saying some like shit that like an old like white person would say. Like he was like he was just saying like stupid shit. Like kids are on these. I I don't know what he said. I don't want to like I don't want to be inaccurate, but he basically was like like you know social media. Kids are on their phones nowadays. Films. No one cares anymore. What is the point of art? And it's like, dude, shut up. Like, be quiet. It's so. I don't think he said that verbatim, but he basically said that. It was. Yeah. It was very cringe. Like my face was like, ugh. Like I, I, I was like, God damn it. Um, and the swarm. Oh my god. We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> the, the fucking the new replacement for the agents. We call it the swarm. It's actually pretty cool. No, it's not. It's really lame. Um, it's like zombies. It's like a World War Z. Yeah. This movie's 
this is like so disrespectful. I can't. I can't put it in, into words. Yeah. How I how I feel and how I felt watching this movie. Mm. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, what they expected. Like, people. Like when Neil and, when Neil and Trinity flew off at the end, were they like? People are gonna fucking go crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was so anticlimactic. Did you were you surprised when the credits rolled? Were you like, oh my god, is that the ending? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that there was like another thirty minutes left. I'm like, all right, maybe now the story's gonna start. Like, and I, honestly, I could excuse this movie if like a new war started and then this led into like a new war. You could. I don't want to say you can fix this movie, but you can justify its existence by being like, yo, a new war is going to start and we're going to have to see Neo and Trinity go through these trials and tribulations again. Maybe it's a nostalgia bait. Maybe they're retreading the same ground, kind of like Star Wars, like the new Star Wars movies do. They're basically the same as the original, but, you know, it's Star Wars and like it, it's a new conflict, even if it's the same conflict, you know. So. But they didn't even do that. They didn't even do that. And what's crazy is in the flashback with Jada Pinkett Smith, um, she says that there were new enemies. She says the machines started fighting someone else. And you're like, okay, who are they? Like, can I see them? Can I see what's going on? Is that over? Is that war done? Is that happening right now? They don't even talk about it. She mentions it briefly. And then it's like, that's it. That's it. You know? And it's annoying. Yeah, and they don't even do much with the with the new characters either. Those new characters, bugs like bugs. <laughs> oh my god, bugs Dude. like Bugs Bunny. He throws a tattoo like. Okay. Uh, You want to see how far your rabbit hole goes? Yo, shut up, bro. (laughs) Can pick up an MP5, please? I know. It's like, God, this this isn't like, (laughs) like I don't, I don't get it. Like, this isn't like. Fucking like John Wick. Say John Wick came out in two thousand three, and it came out with John Wick twenty twenty like two, right? Right. John Wick is like a movie that you can like. John Wick is like a crash, a cash grab type of movie, right? Yeah. Like you can. He's like senseless violence. Yeah. Keanu has a gun. He fucks people up. Yeah. People are gonna like it anyway, right? Right. But this is not one of those movies, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Like we did not come to see this shit. Right. There's like, like, and even if you did, the action was. Even if you are going to see, like, even if all you value from the Matrix is the action, you're not even getting that. Yeah, you're not getting that either. Yeah. Who was this movie for? No one. No, I mean, we shouldn't feel too bad because no one likes this movie. Well, actually, some people like it, but most most people don't. A majority of people uh, also think the way that we think. So that's a great comparison that you made with John Wick. Because, yeah, John Wick is a cash grab movie. It's like James Bond where it's like, yeah, we're making James Bond 22. But who gives a fuck? The story doesn't matter. It's James Bond. 
Um, exactly. But the story does matter in Matrix. The story is everything in Matrix, you know? Um, and it's funny because this movie doesn't even try... I was going into this movie thinking like, all right, they're going to retcon some of the things and they're going to fuck up the original trilogy. But honestly, despite the Agent Smith thing, um, there aren't really that many inconsistencies with like what the ending of the first movie was. There, This movie was so delicate with like not breaking the third movie or like the original trilogy and like what happened in those movies that... It ended up not doing anything itself. It felt like the movie was too scared to start a new story in an attempt to inv- in a without in- invalidating the previous ones. Like, cause the ending of the third one is so good. Like, it's a perfect ending where it's like, bro, wars are gonna continue, but we're good for now, so it doesn't matter. And it's like, okay, like that's good. Neo and Trinity are dead. The world is saved. We're good. Okay, Neo and Trinity are back. All right, so are they going to die again? And then are we just going to see Zion fall? I don't really want that. That's kind of sad. Like, I honestly don't really care about that. The message was over in the third movie. The like the, the point is like, you know, love saves the day. And it did save the day. Like, I don't want to see the war again. You know, I don't care. You know, that's like having a sequel to Princess Mononoke and being like, here's more blood and violence. It's like, bro. Like, just let me have my happy ending, bro. Like, you know, like, I, you can't do it again, right? You can't, like, have the happy ending twice. It's not going to have the same effect. Um, yeah. It's just more than okay, but there's, like, nothing to do with plants or... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Direct, you know, like, those direct-to-DVD, like... Disney sequels like Lion King 2 with Simba's son. That's Princess Mononoke. <laughs> Fucking um you get to see the dude and the the wolf girl be together and then there's like I don't know, some stupid shit. That's on honestly That's what Matrix Resurrections was like. It was like a direct to DVD sequel where it's just like, "Hey, you want to see the characters again?" It doesn't make sense, but they're back and it's like, "Okay." Direct to DVD sequel. Yeah. 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 That's a good note to end on. <laughs> God. Fucking lame. Yeah. Me too. I honestly derive a lot of ironic enjoyment from it. So um, I do I like it a little bit in that sense, but. They made this movie for you, bro. <laughs> it wasn't intentional, though. That's why I loved it. I love I love hearing the new Agent Smith go, Mr. Anderson, and his, like, geeky-ass voice. So lame. <laughs> they had a game award. <laughs> Counter Reeves was like, yes, I won the game award. So silly. So much cross-promotion. Ugh. Whatever. The Matrix 4. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're not making another one. What, were they even setting up for a sequel? Like, were you trying to do another one? Like, That's a good question. I don't know. I have no fucking idea. But I hope not. I hope not either. Uh, but they definitely won't uh, make another one because it no one liked it. So, it's whatever. Um... <laughs> Three out of ten. It's bad. 
Animatrix. Animatrix. Um, did you know that this was an anthology going into it? Like a no. no. Interesting. Okay. Was that off-putting to you, or was that like okay, cool? Were you? How did you react to that? I feel like I was watching like Star Wars Vision. Star Wars Vision. Yeah, it's the exact same kind of like oh. thing. Mm -hmm. Now, first question I want to ask: How do you feel like this uh, catalog of short stories stacks up against Star Wars Visions? Which one do you like more? It's a hard question. Mm. I think this one edges a little bit because the, the 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 running story. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I knew that you were gonna love that because I know you love Redline and I know you love Takeshi Koike and I, I, I've been itching to recommend this movie. So when you when you told me like yeah, I think I'm gonna watch all the Matrixes, I'm like yes, like we can finally talk about Animatrix. Um, so I was I was really excited. You've never seen clips of that on YouTube or anything? You've never seen that before? Okay. No. I knew you were going to like that, too. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really like... No, this was, this was really good. Um, you know, well, with stuff like this, some stories going to be better than other ones, but I, I like a lot of these. Yeah. Even if they didn't even have any connection with right. you know, the movies, mm -hmm. I still like them. Like the one where like, the girl is like a samurai. Yeah, that one was great. That was good. Like this is just like a mm -hmm. this is like a practice thing. Yeah, I I said with Star Wars Visions like how some of them aren't even. It's just kind of like like oh this is Star Wars with like a Japanese flair and there's kind of nothing there's it's not there's no clever twist there's no interesting like things that we do that the that the movies don't do. Um, it's just kind of here's Star Wars with a Japanese aesthetic and that was like that's what that one was. But I like that one more. Like, I don't know. I That one was better than a lot of the Star Wars ones for me, personally. Um, and that was, this one was better? No, the... Well, overall, I do like this catalog of shorts more than Star Wars. But I was specifically talking about Program, the one with the samurai one, where mm. a lot of the things that I criticized about some of the ones in Star Wars is also a criticism that can land on that one. But despite me having that criticism, I don't like, I don't dislike it. Like, I think it's still really good. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just go through these one by uh, one. The first one was the, we really got to talk much about the history. Yeah. I kind of knew that one. I saw that on YouTube. I oh. see. I, I, I saw that one on YouTube. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know that was in the Animatrix. Mm. You know, we get a little backstory. That's cool. The humans fucking take out this guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have anything to say? I have nothing to say about those. Um, I thought the animation of that one was really nice. And I thought that, I think there's a, you know, we talked about this with like Vivi, where it's like, I've seen other stories like Vivi that do like what Vivi's trying to do better, where it's like equality with machine and man. And I think that this one honestly does it like extremely well. I thought the imagery and the music really like resonated with me. And you'd think there's a part of our brains that no matter what the movie's trying to say, where it's like machines have the same value as humans, like, you know, 
as a viewer, I'm watching this like, no, they don't. Like, you know, that machine made my fucking coffee this morning. So, um, but honestly, watching like machines get discriminated in the same way that like we get discriminated nowadays, it kind of hurt. And it's weird because like there are other pieces of media that have already done that, but it works very well in this one. I just thought the dialogue and like the, the music just really fucking was awesome. Um, I love when there's like, uh, I love when like they have the world class meeting cause they're like, you know, trying to talk about like what they should do about the machines and the machines come to the meeting and then they fucking like take them away and there shows the apple fall and the apple transitions into like the da vinci like blueprint of man or whatever that thing's called um and you know the apple in the bible represents sin and like that transition is like sin embodies like man you know which is which is one of the core themes of the matrix where it's like yeah people are always going to be bad i thought there was just a lot of really thoughtful like great shit in this one i thought it had awesome animation and uh yeah, that's really all I wanted to say about that. Hold on. Um, give me a second. Let me end the recording. All right. Um, yeah, so I, I really like that one. And I was not expecting any... Because with Star Wars Visions, none of them add context to the movies. There's no like, oh my God, that's how that happened in the movie. Like none of the Star Wars ones do that because the movies are so airtight and there's really nothing you can add to them. Um, but the Matrix, the Matrix doesn't have a lot of like books or like video games or anything. So I feel like they had a lot more freedom with the Animatrix. And I really like that they did that. Like I was like, holy shit, yeah. this is explaining how it happened. So it honestly gets like an entire point just for that, like just mm -hmm. off rip. Um, and it did it in a very well executed way that ties into the themes of the movies and it's essentially the movies but with the sad ending you know it's it's yeah. it's the war having the bad outcome not the war having the good outcome and i love it um i think that one's really good uh probably like an eight uh out of ten like both of them combined and i love the how it's like through the lens of like a like an audio log or like a like a history log and like it shows that like like deity woman whatever she is um i thought it was really cool yeah that's uh that's all i got for that one um i like how they explain the sky like they they explain the sky being black that's so dope that's so cool i, I wasn't expecting that i saw that i was like whoa that's how it happened what <laughs> it's it's really dope Instead of taking out the sky, they should just nuke their city. Um. Well, they were much larger than their city at that point, right? That's true. Or, I don't know. Maybe. That's the guy. That's guy should not fucking work. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That's a possibility. I think, I felt like what they were trying to say in the short was like that the robots are like at more advanced than them, that their technology like can't override and like can't stop the robots but um yeah i don't know maybe you're right maybe they could have just nuked them yeah maybe i'll think about that one more you might be correct about that but 
for now, I really enjoyed it. I've, I had a lot of fun with that one. And the one after that was Program, the Japanese one. Um, Takeshi Koike. I like, I like, I, lo- I love the way she looked. I love that. That art style was so sick to me. Yeah. It's the exact same like, red line art style. She, she, like, the way she looked, all the hair, like, she should have got her own fucking yeah, she 24 really episode anime, bro. Mm-hmm. That shit looks sick. Yeah. The that way her, so the way her face was drawn reminded me a lot of the girl from Ghost in the Shell, but it wasn't the same guy as Ghost in the Shell. It was, it was a red line boy and the shadows, the way they like do the shadows, like on their outfits is so, so nice. Um, mm-hmm. It's really good. And you know, that's, I love how the, how that one ends where it's like, haha, it was just the simulation. Like we just wanted to test your faith. And then she punches the dude and she's like, yeah, bro, whatever. <laughs> that one, that one was really good. Um, very good. Yeah. That one for that's me. That's like, uh, you know, You know, it's like, cause did she did she knew she was in uh, a simulation, but like yeah. by the end, like yeah, I guess you like were so into it, it felt like real, right? You know, it's like that dude didn't even exist, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, it's interesting because, like, the more she, the more they kept talking, like the more real it felt. That it was like it was pretty much just like real yeah. life at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Right. Interesting. Because I thought the dude, because I, because at the start they make you think that that black guy is real. Yeah, that is that like her friend. But it's like a real person who's like programmed in the simulation to seem real, and it's like, dude, mm-hmm. you know. Now I think about it, you you never really see something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, that one's really good. Um, that's like a six or a seven. I'm not really sure, but I uh, do like. The next one more. I do like world record more than that one. Do you feel? Oh, that's the best. The best one. That's the best one. Yeah. He ran out the matrix. Dude, it was very similar to the Rohan Kashibe one, where like the dude ran and he like kind of has a stand, but like not really. It was it was almost the same thing, and it was really dope. Um, yeah. He ran out the matrix. Yeah, he ran out the matrix. That is so like goaded. And then, yo, like that shit was so insane. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the best short stories like, ever, ever. Right. Like, and with so if little you get, dialogue, if you understand the context right. behind it. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like holy yeah. shit, dude. I know, and it's honestly. I like these way more than the Star Wars ones because in the grand scheme of the Matrix, they do have a lot of importance. Like the idea that like there's someone that's like more goaded than like Neo probably. Yeah, yeah. That, like they just never found is is crazy. Like he just did that shit on his own, like off rip, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, it's like because running under nine seconds is impossible. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. It's, it's impossible. Oh my god, that makes that one so much better. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's 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 impo- it's humanly <laughs> impossible. <laughs> wow. Then like it's like it's like remember the dude his coach was like, dude, don't fucking race, bro. Yeah. And he's like, I'm a race. <laughs> and he's like, it's because he's like he knew 
it's like he knew he was in the matrix right yeah so he was like all right no like i know i know there's something like limiting me right. from going to my my true like my how fast i can go right yeah so this time i'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a hundred percent like 130 yeah. percent right and then like oh shit never mind that's more stuff okay. he's like he's like i know i know something something is holding me back and it's not me right. <laughs> it's like i'm approving this time right. and he's going he's going and then like this dude like reached fucking terminal velocity right and it was like and you know what's funny when he broke out like it's like he knew because like he immediately took off the right. thing from mm-hmm. the back yeah he's like nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's like it's so cool it's like he knew there was limits on him mm-hmm. so he like broke those limits he like broke the game yeah and ran it was like he ran out the call of duty map it's right like insane. yeah yeah oh my god it, Perfect. it's so crazy you you just made it better i didn't really notice that because now with that context i just kind of saw it as like oh he beat his record or whatever but if running under nine seconds is impossible and at the end it's like 8.72 the whole point of like why Neo can like dodge bullets and like move like the agents move in the first movie is because, you know, he believes in himself and he like, you know, he knows that the Matrix is an illusion and like, dude, jump off the building. You're going to be fine. Like, you know, it's kind of it, it's the same mentality that Neo has to have in the original movie. And the idea that this guy had it on his own and he broke the Matrix without taking a red pill, without like doing anything in even in that small way. The way it's presented, it's like, and executed, it's it makes it almost cooler than when Neo is able to do cool it, shit. It's definitely cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. Bro, it's, I can't even like this dude should have been the main character. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit. Yeah. Bro, he ran out the Matrix. Like I just think about think about it in like a video game. Like right. It's yeah. like. You it's like Sonic it. running off the pages. Yeah, yeah, basically. Like Sonic ran out the ran off my screen. Yeah, the numbers come up like boom, boom, boom. It's literally, it's like literally what that is, right. bro. Like the world was breaking. The world was like the numbers are like I know. this shit makes no fucking sense. <laughs> and then like the game yeah. broke and he woke Dude, up. The oh my the God. scene of like when the agents like pop in and like time is frozen. It's it's so cool. It's so cool, man. Um, yeah. They're all and, reaching for him. Yeah, yeah the, the agents are like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. And then even at the end when like, you know, he gets tied back down and goes back to the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And um, he's he's in a wheelchair now and shit. Yeah. And like. He stands he, up. And he fucking stands up. Yeah. That's so sick, bro. Yeah, it is so sick. The dude, And the dude yeah, like, and, don't um, stand. Don't and I just searched it up. It's um, Usain Bolt's record is nine nine fifty eight. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. yeah, and this came out before that. You know, this came out before. It's weird how it's like like a black guy, and it's it's cool. You'd you'd think like now it would be inspired by that, but it's not. Yeah. It it came out like way before that. That's really dope. And I love. And that's not to show like. If you're in the matrix and you can do something like to that ability mm-hmm. you break the game yeah i know um very very I, awesome i uh i really that's like, just like 
Go ahead. It's just like the JoJo shit, the JoJo episode, like right. Dude, like, Manif- like made a Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, like sheer willpower to beat Rohan. Yeah. <laughs> he created a fan. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I think this one's really good. I, with that context, it honestly makes it better for me. I'm gonna give it an uh, an eight out of ten. I might even give it a nine one day. Um, but it's an eight for now. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, then the next one after that was a kid's story, I think. The one with mm-hmm. the kid. Yeah. That one. That one, that one was sick too. That one is really, really good. That's directed by Shinichiro Watanabe. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I didn't know that either. That's crazy. It is crazy. Um, it was great. That one is kind of the same thing as, uh, a world record just kind of in a different way you know yeah but despite how samey it is you still like it and the ending is is different and and still crazy like yeah i, I love the ending i don't know i understand what they're going for where it's like where it's like he believed he could jump in the same way that neo believed he could jump and and he did it and um you know like he he survived in the same way that Neo survived without having to take the red pill. But I don't know if it makes a lot of sense that he dies in the Matrix and he survives in the real world because like I don't think it really works that way. But despite that logical inconsistency, it's a little bit of a ride your wave, but I'll accept it because it's still really fucking cool. Yeah, and I, I believe it's canon as well. I know that all these are kind of canon, but do you think that like that doesn't make any sense? Like how he can die in the Matrix and survive in the real world. I still I think it's really cool. And I think the reveal of yeah. like like, oh, he's dead. Oh no, he didn't make it. And then you see him like wake up and Neo's like right there. I thought that was like really nice and really well executed. But um I don't really know if it makes a lot of sense. But honestly, I don't really care. I th- I still think it's great. You know what I thought it was? Mm-hmm. That there has to be some explanation. Mm-hmm. But you know, I thought it was. I thought it was like before he like hit the ground. Even though it still doesn't make sense, but like I thought, like before he like hit the ground, like that's when he woke up. Right. I was thinking like, something you know, like that. You know, like you know when they call and they jump in the phone. Yeah. Kind of thing. I thought that was that was his kind of version of waking up. I was thinking that you know, too. You no. Know, he has a grave and you know, everything. He. Yeah, no, but you know he right before he hits the ground, he wakes up. I guess his body's still there that's kind of like i don't know yeah because because the girl the girl who called to to warn zion that the name because her body was still left there but i know she died in the real world too but her body was left there as well so maybe yeah right maybe like just because he went over there like his body's got left it doesn't i it doesn't make sense to how the movie goes or how they talk in the movie, but right. I let it slide. I'll let it slide too. <laughs> I thought, I think it's, I think it's too cool to like, and I don't know the rules of the matrix don't mean that much to me, especially for a short story like this. It's so inconsequential in the grand scheme yeah. of it. It's like, it's the only yeah. time that it doesn't make sense. And it's like, who cares? It's so fucking cool. You might as well just accept it. Yeah. You can just be another bitch. Yeah, you can just chalk it up to him being a glitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, and in the same way, like you know, 
with what you're saying where like maybe he like fell and they unplugged him or or I don't know, maybe it has even more significance because maybe um, I just th I think that you could make the argument that it does make sense. And just inherently by being able to have a conversation about it gives the movie value, you know, like it's valuable in the sense that we're talking about whether it makes sense or not and questioning like, hey, maybe it has like a super deep meaning and we just don't know, you know, so like, yeah. That one's really good too. Uh, I might give that one a nine, but I'll give it an eight for now. I like that one a lot. Um, next one, Detective Store, right? Or yeah, I, I really like that one as well. Yeah, also directed by Shinichiro Watanabe, which makes sense because that's his thing. That's what he likes: noir and like jazz music. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was cool. That, Cause that guy, that guy's just like Neo. Mm -hmm. Trinity, Trinity went to get him, right? And he actually, he actually like figured it out. Found Trinity. Yeah. You know. uh, it was cool seeing Trinity, especially seeing this art style. I know. Yeah, I really like that. And the way her her reveal was really good too. Where like he walks in the door, points his gun at her. She points his gun at him. You don't see her face, but it's like the bird's eye view camera. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like how at the end she was like, uh, I think you would have accepted the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like how, you know, from the dude's perspective, you don't know what the hell she's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, what did he think about that? You know? Right. But yeah. Imagine dying with that information. <laughs> what does that even fucking mean, bro? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like that one. Yeah, that one was kind of cool. You know, okay, that just shows like, you know, when they go try to bring people over, it doesn't always work. Doesn't work. It almost yeah. worked for that guy. Uh, but he wasn't the one. I I know he wasn't he wasn't the one. I um, what did you think about an agent like teleporting into his body? Like I when I saw that, I immediately was like, huh? Can they just do that? I know that they can do that to anybody, but it it really kind of fucked with me like like that they're trying to escape and like the agents don't have to catch them. That like, oh no, we can just teleport into him like right now. Um it made me like question like, does that make sense? And if it does make sense, could they have done that before like to Neo, to Neo? When, yeah when he was escaping um and you can make the but, argument that like Neo is the one and they wouldn't want to break him because like you know da -da -da -da, but they don't really know that you know like so I don't know once again this one might not make sense but it's still kind of cool um the agents breaking into him yeah I don't know dude. he's not the one yeah maybe I, I was looking up things actually there was I, I feel like I looked up something and I screenshotted it because I felt like the answer made sense. So let me let me let me say what I think. Okay, go ahead. Because, because when they try to get people and bring people over, mm -hmm. I don't feel like agents are on their tail every time. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I feel like this time I feel like this is kind of a rare occasion where the agents kind of ha had to jump on in the middle. Right, right, yeah. So when he went to his body, it was like, 
I just had him sitting with him. Give me a second. Give me one second. <laughs> take your time. Take your time. When he went to his body, I just had him do it. Okay. Uh, well, I guess when he went to his body, because there, he wasn't an anomaly like Neo, mm-hmm. I just don't think. I just think that's why. Cause I feel like cause you don't know how, how other people go to the other side, but. I doubt it's like this every time where agents are like chasing them and like behind them, you know. Right. Sometimes it's a clean way to get over, but this mm-hmm. time, like, right. This time they were just trying to get Trinity, and the dude was just right there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. You're right. And since he was an anomaly, right. Yeah. And also, like, they—it's funny. It's cool how they didn't actually take his body. Away. Um, in the real world, or or like, you mean? Um, like, yeah, because like he yeah. fought against it. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that does. That is kind of cool. I guess if you are trying to escape, maybe that happens to. Yeah, actually, that makes sense. Because you know when they usually take people's bodies, it's like people don't know right. that. Going right. Yeah. Because the. Okay, so I wanted to read this explanation because what okay. I they do explain it in the first Matrix when you know the scene with the red dress when they're when Morpheus and Neo are walking in that simulation. Morpheus is explaining, like you know, everybody in the Matrix is an enemy. They are so succumbed to like, you know, their comfort in the Matrix that like they are just as much an enemy as you. Agents can teleport into them whenever. And this guy, despite not taking the red pill because he didn't have that, he didn't have the opportunity to have that test. This guy was kind of like a kid's story. He was red-pilled, like, just off-rip because he wanted to know the truth, even though he didn't really know the truth. And he accepted, he was, like, fighting the current, like, norms regardless of the fact that he genuinely, like, didn't know about Zion and agents and stuff. So he's able to fight it back off-rip because because he, he was that guy just out the gate i think you i think you got it i think you hit the nail on the head i think that ties into what what they were saying in the first movie um yeah you're right i think it does make sense i think you got it that makes that one cooler what doesn't really make sense is the is the is the noir aesthetic i think that it like regresses the time period a little bit so that it can have this aesthetic but once again i'll accept it it's still really cool um yeah so that one (laughs) that one might be an eight out of ten that one might be a seven i don't know i like that one a lot i'll give that i'll give that one a seven and then there was broken i think it's what it's called with the Beyond. beyond thank you i think that's it yeah with the with the little girl i guess she's not a little girl but the teenager that follows all the little kids to the to the abandoned house that's like a glitch. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't really... I kind of watched it and I wrote in my notes, I don't get it. And I'll talk about it with Manny. <laughs> so like, was it as simple as just this house is glitched and like things don't work here and that's it? Well, 
the way I see it is all the everyone in the Matrix is an enemy and they're so used to their comfy lifestyle, right? In right. the Matrix. Right. They experience something so extremely supernatural. Mm-hmm. But they're they're so comfy within the Matrix where it was like, oh well. Oh. That's and pretty they, cool. they've seen all those glitches, right? And it's like Right. Oh well. <laughs> let's go play ball. Like, wow. That's really cool. Whereas if way. it was someone else, they would have been like something's wrong here, you right, know? Right, right. And like honestly, if you really think about it, that girl, that was like her chance to break out the matrix with right. that pill. Right, right, yeah. Bro, she could have been a kid or the black guy. Right. But, but she was just kind of a normal person. She was more, quote-unquote, blue-pilled than they were. So she didn't really do yeah. anything, and she just kind of, like, looked at it. And oh, that makes that makes the ending so much cooler because then she cuts her finger, and it's kind of like this question of, like, is this real? Like, is this pain real? Like, does this mm-hmm. does this mean it? Oh, Manny, <laughs> you saved that one for me. Oh, that's so cool. I like that one. That one was cute. Fuck. That's dope. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Dope. That's like, oh, imagine playing GTA and that shit happens. <laughs> your character turns around and looks at you through the screen. That's how I think about it. Like, I think about all these things in, like, an actual game. Right. After watching the fourth movie, I think it was a video. Mm. Yeah. What if? That makes, it, that makes it easier for me to, like, understand. Rationalize? It. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like yeah. the dude running, running off the game. <laughs> I'm just imagining a GTA mod where, like, you get to like the edge of the city with the water, and you just keep going and going, and then like the screen goes black. Uh, um, I wanted to say this is not in relation to Animatrix, but I really like the shot in Matrix Reloaded when he escapes like the white room. And he's like flying like forward, like towards Trinity. And it's like, it really does feel like a GTA mod where he's going so fast that like all the cars are like behind him and stuff. Like, I feel like that happens in GTA. Like you can like run through a car and the car will like drag with you because the pixels like collide with your body and stuff. Um, I don't know. I really connected with that like imagery. I was like, this is one of the best shots. And like, this is one of the most iconic shots like of all time. Like Neo, like... Ah, so cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, so... What was yeah, I really, I, I really like that short story. Yeah, I did it, too. It felt so, like, mysterious. Yeah. It was. It was. You made it a lot better for me. Um, I gave it... I didn't even give it a rating. <laughs> I, I put a question mark next to my notes. So, thank you for that one. You you added a lot of context. Um, 8 out of 10. That one was really good. Um, What next? What was... I think there's only two more, right? Uh, or is that... There's the robot one. Oh, yeah. Ma- matriculated? Matriculated? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that one. That one... I enjoyed that one a lot. That one was... I thought that one was really interesting and really cool. And I love the character design in that one. Um, you know, the... The... The whatchamacallit the robots they were like new robots you know i thought those designs were like really cool um how they like yeah they had legs and then they like recoiled into their 
their bottoms became their heads and I don't know really really cool design it like it, You can tell that the person who made this one like has their own style and aesthetic that just so happens to mix with the matrix universe like really well and I really like that one um, so they take a sentinel they put him into a matrix simulation and they try to like get him to understand the value of love and to like relinquish his machine uh, ideology and be on their side and I thought that was conceptually really interesting I, th I like this one a lot what do you yeah. think that one was super interesting. Yeah, the imagery. It. I think it's. I think it's like the most visually compelling out of all of them. Um, it has like some of the wackiest, like psychedelic, like colors and stuff. And um, it's one that I I, I kind of don't fully understand. Like I understand the general concept, but like honestly, when they're inside of it, I don't fully like get everything that is happening inside of the simulation i think the idea is like um you know one of the main themes of the matrix is like love right so they're trying to coerce this um sentinel sexually through the simulation like in a form that he can't otherwise like experience so you have this like naked girl like coercing him and he like tries to like get with her um and then like when they get unplugged and the sentinels attack them and he saves her because he recognizes her they he tries to go back and he tries to experience that again but the girl in like the scene before she like discriminated against him she doesn't really like believe in this and she you know they made it clear like she's not really like she doesn't really believe in this she's just kind of doing it because it's her job so then when the robot plugs her in she gets like mad scared and she like kind of backs out like and I thought that was really interesting. Um, it, it shows how the humans like discriminate against the robots even when the robots try to be friends with, with the human uh, despite the fact that the robots are kind of the bad guys. It, it made the human the bad guy. And I thought that was super thoughtful and super cool. And, yeah. and the robot is just like stuck there now. You know, like he can't, yeah. he can't unplug himself, which is so interesting. Um, I thought that one was one of the best ones for me. I thought I really like the animation too. I I I don't know how you feel about the character design, but um, I really like how skinny and like like just bony. Code Geass. Yeah, I mean it's it's messier than Code Geass. I'd say. Yeah, of course, but like the skinny part. Right. Yeah. I my favorite thing in character design are characters who are skinny as fuck. Like I love like the dude from Redline, uh, Spike. You know, fucking these characters there is a uh the person who directed this one is peter chung and he did a animated series called aeon flux that has this like same art style and i'm um, i'm kind of, i i really like that show and so when i saw this i was like oh my god it's peter like yes let's go um yeah pretty cool a e o n uh f l u x if you're looking at it. yeah uh yeah uh, yeah see yeah, she looks exactly like the girl. Yeah, I know. It's like the same art style and everything. Um, that yeah. is a show that I would love to recommend because I've never seen the full thing and it's got like kind of a cult following. Um, I'd love to watch it one day. It's really cool. It's only 10 episodes. 
So it's super short. <sighs> yeah. But uh, that one, that one's really good. I'm, I think I'm going to give that one an eight or a nine. All of these are kind of like eight or nines for me. I think they're all really good. And then the last yeah. one, Final Flight of the Osiris, right? That's the last one. What is that one again? That's the 3D one where it yeah, like... Yeah. yeah. That one, uh, that one's really interesting. So for some context, have you ever heard of the movie Final Fantasy Spirits Within? Have you ever heard of that? Final Fantasy Spirits Within is a movie made by uh, Square Enix's like film company where they were like, yo, we mastered 3D visuals. Like, you know, they make the cinematics for like the Final Fantasy games and like, dude, we did it. We we did it like we we made realistic 3D like people. Now we're going to make a movie and we're going to show people how cool it looks. And it's infamously like one of like the most like shit on movies um because they like were way too ambitious with like the 3d effects so if you look up any clips it looks really uncanny and it looks kind of weird and it looks like a it looks like a ps2 game that's like trying extra hard to be a movie um but and and those same people very clearly did this short but i honestly think that there is an inherent appeal to shitty 3d animation from like the early 2000s so as kind of gummy and like plasticky as they look, I kind of like it. And unintentionally from the creator's side, like I don't think, you know, I think they wanted to look like hyper realistic and great. Um, it looks like a Xbox 360 game, but I think there was inherent and I think there is an inherent appeal to Xbox 360 quality cutscenes, you know. Um, so, so I really like this one, uh, and I I think the fight scene is like really really cute where it's like they're stripping each other and and they're like about to fuck i think that's i thought it was charming i thought it was cute and i wasn't expecting that i thought it was like these two people were gonna fight and i'm like what's going on <laughs> this is very sensual um and this kind of acts as a prequel to matrix reloaded apparently like this like these events tie into that movie somehow i didn't really do a lot of research but like apparently like Osiris is like talked about in Matrix Reloaded and this short came out before Matrix Reloaded so it's like part of the marketing was like hey watch this and then like go see Matrix Reloaded like you know like next month or whatever I thought that was cool um it's cute this is probably the worst one but I still don't hate it <laughs> um do you agree do you feel that way Yeah, I think it was probably the worst one. Yeah. Do you do you I, like, I like it? context though? Yeah, me too. I once again I give points off rip if like it adds context to the to the movies. Um yeah. yeah. And when I say it's the worst one, that's not even like I'm not even <laughs> really shitting on it. Like because they're all good. Like I think I think literally every other one is like an eight out of ten, basically. You know? Like even the ones that I think are not the good ones are like still really good. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that's it. I, I enjoyed all of these. I can confidently say, um, in regards to like the star Wars visions, like question, I can confidently say that I like these more than the star Wars visions ones because yeah, the star Wars ones, they do not, 
there's no implications on the movies and it's Star Wars. So they can't do as much because Star Wars has explored so much of its own canon and its own universe through its movies. But Matrix, there's so much to explore and there's so much to like do. And conceptually, all of these are so interesting. Like, you know, there's so many things that happen in these movies that I didn't even think about. Like in 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 the in the matriculated one, like an animal like goes into the Matrix. Like that's so cool. You know, that they have like this little pet that like that they can put into the Matrix too. Um and conceptually these are just a lot more interesting and i think thematically they're a lot more interesting so um overall i think i'd give the animatrix a seven or an eight uh i gave it a seven but honestly after talking about it i think i'm going to give it an eight it's really good yeah. all right now, oh, yeah now we'll talk that was about good, man. yeah it was. i'm very happy you watched it um it's one of the many things. I, I don't know if you're open to more compilation anime movies, but there's a lot more out there that I'm excited for us to watch um, if you want to watch them. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Robot Carnival, but that's like one of the iconic ones. Um, gotta watch that. All right. Uh, now let's talk about the best movie of the night. <laughs> Kaguya. The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Is it the best movie? Uh, it's up to you. What do you think? I I think it is. I I had a lot more fun with this movie the, than the first time I watched it. I enjoyed this one infinitely more uh, than the first time, and I I just liked it. Um, what do you think? Talk to me. I I like you first. Um. Okay. Well. I mean, I don't know. What is there to say? One thing I wanted to say is that, you know, this is, it's, this feels like it's based on like a, a folktale, right? It's, it feels like kind of in the same vein as like, well, not in the same vein as like Ponyo and stuff, but we talk about where it's like, you know, huh, tsunamis cause these things, da, 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 like, right? Like they say it before. This one isn't trying to be like using the folktale to propel the plot. Like the plot is the folktale and the movie doesn't tell you how it's gonna end where it's like huh i think you look like a moon spirit don't you <laughs> like you know it it just it happens at the end and you're like what the fuck is happening um and i thought that was really cool um you know i honestly i don't want to i kind of want to hear what you have to say because it's it's a pretty simple movie it's just kind of uh a character who is growing up and their parents are kind of controlling their life, telling them that they can't do the things that they want to do. And they're going through it. And then at the end of the movie, because she's like a supernatural girl, um, she's like, fuck, like, I, I don't want to live. Like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And because she feels that way for half a second, um, these supernatural like moon people are going to come take her. And then she's like, no, I do value life. I want to stay. And that's basically the movie and that just really empathized with me and I really connected with the entire story and entire plot. Um, honestly, for me, like I resonated with it um, in the same vein as like Only Yesterday. Like Only Yesterday has a lot of like uh, points about like parents like ruining your life and that's kind of like this entire movie. Um, and it's about like the value of life and what it means to 
be alive and you know whether the bad things invalidate that or not and this movie talks about that in a really interesting cool way with this character and with this story um and and it has an amazing art style uh, along with that and it's funny there's some funny moments too um what did you think i uh i'm interested to hear what what you have to say um first i'll say i like the cover art mm-hmm. um really good cover art okay so i'm interested because when i called you when when i called on new year's i kind of was the one that was like uh i don't really want to watch like kaguya right now like i i honestly took a long break because i told myself like i my first experience with the movie honestly wasn't good. Like I didn't have a lot of fun with it the first time I watched it and I wasn't really enthusiastic to rewatch it. Cause it's, this is like the longest movie I think we've watched. Like that is like a Ghibli movie. And I waited till is today. It? It's two, it's two hours and like 15 minutes. I mean, are there any other ones that are longer than that? Hmm. Well, interesting. yeah, it's pretty long and I put it off for a really long time. Uh, but I don't know. It just kind of hit. It hit this time. Um, I really understood it more. I didn't really understand the ending the first time, but I kind of get it now. Um, and your reaction, like when I said I didn't want to watch that, you were like, "It," because you told me that you watched it and you were like, "What Kaguya is not good enough for like being your first movie of the year." So I'm like, I kind of read that as like, "Oh, at least Manny liked it." So did you like it? Did you? Did you not like it? It's okay if you didn't. Yeah. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, go off. Go. I liked it, but I'm not as passionate about mm-hmm. it as the other ones. Right. Yeah, you can tell. But this this movie, it's in the top 15 for sure. Yeah. It's not, it's not for me. Uh, yeah, let me get started. So, you know how I always try to predict how movies are going to end? Right. So I really like Memento, but um, I should have added, but you know, midway in the, throughout this movie, I was wondering where is this movie gonna go, right? Because she's in, she's in the mansion. It's not leveling her life, right? Yeah, and um, it's a, so it's like, a, it's a crazy conflict. Like the the stakes are pretty high because you care about the main character, and her life is like at like the worst it can possibly be. And it's, there's like no going back now, you know, cause like all the years are going by and she's like missing soup, like the, the boy that she likes and she's not going to tell her dad how she feels. And even when it's clear that she's upset, like her dad still doesn't do anything cause he's a dumbass. So it's, it's a plot that you're engaged in and you're very, it, the movie, you think it's going to have like a sad ending like the whole time. Cause you're like, what the fuck? Like, how could this, how could this end happily? You know? <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. But yeah. I knew I knew a sad ending was gonna come. But yeah, I was wondering like where's where's this movie going? And what's going on right now? Like in the mid the midpoint of the movie, right? Right. Um I feel like I feel like this movie is kinda a little too long. Okay. That's completely if understandable. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like a lot of the middle portion, I get what they're trying to, 
you're trying to portray how like how she's feeling and how like her parents or her father really is like you like make her not happy but i don't know i feel like a lot of it's too long like the part where like those five people came to her house to go on the knees like what do you need me to do and like she's like oh you go over there you go over there you go over there you go over there you go and then they go and they all come, they back, come like, back one by one <laughs> yeah i feel like like especially like that part i feel like i feel like that didn't Maybe you can explain it, but I feel like that didn't serve anything. Right. Give me movie. one second. My mom came home, and I want to, I want to ask her about the thing. Okay, my family's home, so if you hear them in the background, I apologize. But, um, yeah, you were talking about each each character like individually rolling up like one after the other, um, and how that felt like inconsequential. I I felt that way initially while I was watching it, but then when the third dude rolled up and he had a different perspective, and he was like, "Oh, I knew you didn't want me to find the thing," like. You know, and I found this flower instead. And I think that let, let me let let me think about this one real quick before I say it because I actually do have an opinion on it, and um, I just need to formulate my thoughts real quick. Um, so the movie is about like Princess Kaguya trying to live her life to the best of her ability and live like genuinely. There are so many people in this movie that are living disingenuously. Her father is living disingenuously. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's forcing his happiness onto her. He, he's, he's living his life like vicariously through his daughter. And it's like, ha, you're, you're a princess. You are, you're getting all this like success. You're getting all this like bread. Um, and that makes me happy. And you know, Princess Kaguya, she wants to run around and have fun in the forest with her friends, but she has to stay in this house and be a princess and do all this stuff that she doesn't want to do. And she's like woke to the fact that like, yo, this sucks. Like, I don't want to be here. Her dad is not woke to the fact that like his life honestly has no value because he's not even really doing what he wants to do. He wants to make his daughter happy. He's not making his daughter happy because he's so up his own ass, right? Um, and that's the same with the the boyfriends like the fuck boys that's what i call them the five fuck boys um their whole thing their their story contrasts with kaguya's story where it's like kaguya understands that her life is not genuine and like this isn't like really what i want and there's no value in this and that's like a constant theme in the movie where like all these characters are like yo you need to live your life like this and this is how you be happy you get a boyfriend you act like like a princess and she's like bro this is not what i want to do this isn't even being human right so she tells them you know these people are being like yo i love you as much as the branch on the on the on the fucking tree i love you as much as like a dragon's uh like you know scale and she's like all right bro go get these things you're being genuine right if you really love me that much then you will gladly go out of your way to get these artifacts and they're like uh but they're not even real and it's like okay but you want me that much right go ahead and get them so when they go and get them and they 
fabricate them and it shows that they like really just um that they don't really value her in the way that they said they valued her um it shows like their true intentions and the reason why showing multiple of them honestly still has value is because you see different perspectives you see the one where like he gave her a flower instead of giving her the uh like a like a fabricated present and if we're going to argue about the first two they are the same but um i think i do think that the second one was just kind of for extra comic relief but i think the third one is is really important to that you know cuz it's it's supposed to be you're seeing like how this guy misunderstood uh what the princess was trying to say in just like a different way and you as an audience member you're supposed to be like oh this guy this guy understands that he's being disingenuous but then his wording when he gives her the flower he's like i want to you know i want to devote myself to you and she's like devote like the fuck you mean by that like i don't i don't care about that you know like that doesn't mean anything to me um i don't fully i'm not capable of explaining it like honestly fully but i think i explained it as best as i possibly can right now like that that's why they showed them the first two i think i think your argument's like good in the sense that like yeah those are the same and they are kind of repetitive um but uh but the third one and i think the fourth one like i don't know maybe there's some meaning to the dude like dying in the in the fucking thing like as he gets it too i think there's some meaning to that that you can pull from uh and i love the line that she says after the first two where it's like where where the like fat like assistant girl is talking to her and she's like wow those those you know they really went out of their way to do that and she's like i guess that's what they think about me and she's like huh i guess all they think about me is like like you know a fabricated like gift they don't actually mean the thing that they were trying to get and you know the other girl's like yeah they were expensive though <laughs> so you know they're willing to spend like a lot of money but a lot of money to them doesn't really mean that much so i think there's you know that's my answer yeah and i know that i'm not like saying that to try and change your mind but like that's you know that's that's how i feel and that's how i like justified it um when i was watching it well i don't know i feel like it's it's still valid what I you think i feel like i like the beginning mm-hmm. i feel like for me personally when she got to the mansion i think that's when the movie kind of got like sworn to me yeah um you know i was just asking like okay what, what is this leading up to and then i think everything she experienced I know what you mean by you say uh, only yesterday, but I feel like everything she experienced was valid, right? And to her feeling that way when she felt when, when the guys came, yeah, like they were like showing how like how how her emotions kept building up to the point where she didn't want to be there anymore, and then they came, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like she could have just told her dad, "Yo, yo, mm-hmm. can you stop." Right. What What is he gonna do? No. Mm-hmm. Like I, I genuinely like when she like that scene where like she ran out of there and the animation got crazy and she. Ah, 
Right. Ah, that, that's that was that was dope. I feel like she could have just done like did that. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, yo, dad, stop. That's why I think the whole movie, like, uh, dad, can you please stop? Right. You're making me very unhappy. Yeah. That's like I was like, you can tell him, talk to him. Right. You're just like you're just like building it inside yourself, like express your feelings. They're all living for you. So if you tell them like, yo, this is how I feel, like maybe you you find some happiness. I, that's how I felt, but you know it's a movie, these things need to happen, right? So I don't know. I kinda don't like the middle part. That's completely understandable. I think that's very valid. I I feel like someone can say the same thing for like I guess you can say the same thing for only yesterday. You can feel like those memories of her don't really like I don't know, like shape her in the future, mm-hmm. right? But you know, I, I, I'm, I'm saying you can say that for only yesterday, but I feel like it's done better in only yesterday. Yeah, I, I understand. I, I don't even know if the only yesterday thing is the same thing as this one, because this one is like a only yesterday is like, like why does this scene need to be here, right? Like why does this why does the puberty memory need to be there? Why does the boyfriend memory need to be there? Um, why does this memory need to be there? While Kaguya is more like, why does the story need to be here? Like, why why is the whole plot like just about this girl like being in here? And why does why does it have to end that way? You know, um, she could have told her dad. That's completely understandable. I the reason why I accept it is because that's kind of how my life went, and. I just empathize with it on a personal level because honestly, a very good comparison uh, for this conversation is Whisper. Whisper is a movie where the character's like, yo, mom, like, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to stop doing my homework for like two months. And they're like, hi, bro, you do your thing. And that's and that's what that's literally what happens in Whisper. And this movie is like the opposite of that, where she's like, fine, I guess I'll just do do this because, you know, and she like. It's not really made clear when she runs out if that's a dream sequence or not, because like, I think it is true that like winter is winter is happening and they left and they're not going to come back for like 10 years. But she wakes up like afterwards, like in the house as if it never happened. So that was weird. But let's assume for the sake of conversation that it really did happen. And winter was real. And like she knew that winter was real and she had to accept that she couldn't go see her boyfriend or whatever. Right. I think a part of why she just stays is because, like, if she told her dad, like, yo, I don't want to be here, what the fuck is she going to do? Go back to the forest? Like, that's what she wanted. She wanted to see her boyfriend and her friends, and they're gone now. So, like, she might as well just stay in the mansion, you know? Like, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That makes sense. I me when I watched it, I thought it was a dream sequence. Yeah. I still think it might be a dream sequence. Because the way she woke up and the way she stormed out of there. Right. Yeah. Someone would have noticed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it is um, a dream, but I think that she—it's animated really well, though. It, yeah, oh yeah, that's like the one of the best animated sequences of all time. <laughs> like, honestly, I think that she garnered the information from that dream into her real life, even if it doesn't like make objective sense. Like, she had the dream and she was like, "All right, I guess I can't go back." You know, that's at least how I interpreted it. Um, and that's, I think, why. But mostly the reason why I accept it is because that's what I did in my life. 
you know because you can easily say that about like anybody in the real world like like oh you don't want to go to school why don't you just tell your parents because they're not gonna they're not you know like oh <laughs> uh, okay okay hold on but like you know but i'm gonna backtrack a little when you talking about she has nowhere to go but the mansion that that yeah that's true but she can still be like yo dad stop putting me up with guys I don't want to put this makeup on. I don't want my teeth to be black. Right. Yeah. But she, I feel like she, I was talking about more like that, but like she can bring that up. Right. But even, but in real life, people do like not tell their parents how they feel. Right. Yeah. So the school, the school, <laughs> the school analogy is it's great. Yeah. But I think, you know, like a better, a better analogy for me is like, there's sometimes, and growing up, where I didn't want to play soccer. Right. I didn't want to play anymore. I, was, I just wanted to play Black Ops too. <laughs> but, um, but sometimes I truly, I didn't want to play soccer anymore. I didn't want to go to practice anymore. I didn't want to go run around. I didn't want to go to travel mad far for games yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, and I didn't tell my dad that because I didn't want to make him upset. Right. right. I know he wanted me to play soccer. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. but I get it. It does. It is like a realistic thing what she did in the movie. And you also have to take into account. I think I I basically just said this, but like the when literally in the movie it says like she devoted herself to her studies, like and and that happens right after she realizes that uh, what's his name, Sukimoto or whatever, like dipped and like she can't even see him so to her it's like the life i want to live i can't even live so i might as well just submit and you know that's but but did she commit i mean did she like commit like all the way though Uh, didn't she like backtrack a little um when did she backtrack because didn't she like get rid of the black teeth and all that stuff right well, it was when spring came, and that's why she, because that's what she was waiting for. She was waiting oh, yeah. for spring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the church. Well, what was the whole ten years thing about? Um, actually, she she wasn't waiting for her friends to come back. She was just, it was um, I will justify that in the sense that like it was a moment of happiness because she gets to see the cherry blossoms that remind her of home. So, like, you know, she was committing to the princess thing. And when she went to go see the cherry blossoms, she wasn't, like, revoking her princess ship and being like, all right, I'm done. Like, bye, bitches. She's saying, like, hey, can we go visit the cherry blossoms? Like, can I do this thing that I really like that, you know, I can finally do because it's spring again? I think that that was the idea, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I think that she basically did submit. And then when she went back, when that's why that's what makes that scene even stronger because she goes there and she's like, Oh my God, like it's spring blossoms. And then the baby like hits her and like people will like bow to her. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm still a princess. And my life really is fucked. Cause like now I'm socially exiled and like no one's going to talk to me because no one sees me the same anymore. And I don't remember when the Sukimoto scene happened, but like that's what, that's what brings her even more down. Cause she sees her boyfriend like when he's robbing shit and she she doesn't want to have the same reaction that the other people have. She she she's scared that he's not going to like her anymore. So I think the whole idea is that she's constantly having this back and forth of like, oh, fuck it, I'll 
keep being a princess, but, oh, let me do this thing. Ah, fuck it. I can bear doing that thing. It doesn't even have the same effect that I had back then. I'm, I'll just commit to princess. Oh my God, my boyfriend. Ah, he's, he's not going to like me anymore. I'll just continue being a princess. And then it's, it's that back and forth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I get it. And, uh, no, you did it. You did uh, explain things well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's com- what you're saying. I didn't, I, didn't find that, I just didn't find that middle part very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. I understand it. I um, I I thought that it was something that I connected with a lot. You know, I talk about Whisper and how you know she's doing shit that she doesn't want to do, and then she starts doing what she wants to do, and I see this movie as the polar opposite to that, and I really like that. I think I I personally really connect to it um, in a way that I think the movie does very well. I think that the, uh, if I had to say art style wise, I think, I think that this is the best looking Ghibli movie uh, so far. Um, I think it is better than Ponyo, like aesthetically. Um, It really captured that like, you know when we watch Mononoke and it's like, whoa, bro, like this looks like it's just like an Edo painting, like from that from that era. It feels the exact same with with this one, even more so. I think the animation was fantastic. Like, I can't imagine how long this movie took to make. Um, yeah, you know, what, you know, what didn't do well. What didn't do well? It came out, this movie. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Like in in Japan too. Well, I was talking about like. Just looking at the box office numbers. Mm. Well, I imagine no American would go to the theater to see this shit. The budget was five forty nine million. The box office was twenty five million. Oh man. Worldwide? That's Japan. Okay. Damn, that's a shame. It's an amazing movie. It got nominated for an Oscar. It got nominated for an Oscar, though. Like, can you check the Academy Awards, like, what it lost to? Take your time. Um, It was the most expensive Japanese film to date. Holy shit. What... what What's what's the most expensive Japanese film now? I don't know. I'm just looking at something. Damn. Can you look up how long the movie took to make? Cause I thought there were stories about like, yo, it took this this one took mad long. Like this was really hard. I thought I heard stories about that, but I'm not entirely sure. But after even after that, look up the Oscars thing, because this is one of the few Ghibli movies that did get nominated for an Oscar. And I thought that was really cool. Interstellar came out this year. 2013. <laughs> Interstellar lost in original best original score. Yeah. What one? I love this. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, that one is pretty fire. I haven't seen Interstellar though. You haven't seen Interstellar? No. 
I want to watch. They lost to Big Hero Six. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Manny, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> That's really Otter sad. Otter Dragon to Song of the Sea and the Box Trolls. And I lost the big girl six. Yeah, and you want to know why? Because no one watched it. No one watched Kaguya. That's the only reason why. Um, But, eh, I mean, hey, maybe, maybe, that, maybe it's understandable. I can see someone enjoying Big Hero 6 more than Kaguya. Yeah. It's a Disney movie. But um I I enjoyed this one. I uh what did you think about the ending? Did you how did you feel about that one? Like I thought the ending was the best part. Yeah. Um, um It's like uh, the only Ghibli movie with like a sad ending. Kinda. Yeah, um, you know, they came. I like how, like, the, like, the people were, like, shooting arrows back at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I like how, I like how it, it fully committed to its sad ending. Yeah, I know. I, it, it, it didn't double back. Right, know? yeah. I'm very happy about that. It, it could have, you know, but they didn't. And I'm super proud of this movie for committing. And, Maybe it committed because that's what the original tale is, but yeah, under the context of like the fact that this is an original like story, like like an original Japanese folktale, I think that it's super cool. Like how, because if you make a folktale, right? If you make like one of those classic stories that like bleeds through like your entire culture, the message is probably super strong that everybody can relate to, and the message of this movie is like. Live your life, bro. Like, don't do shit that you don't want to do. Like, don't don't let other people control your life. Don't let don't let anything uh, take away from what you value. You know. And I like that this movie is basically like. To be honest, I was like mad like the whole movie. Like, I was sad and I was upset watching it. And and that feeling stays like at the end. You know, because they they commit. And it's a really sad tale. And I really like how they approach it, you know? I also think that there is a really interesting analogy that I make with, like, people who commit suicide because, you know, when she gets groped by the fucking, the king or whatever, um, like, in that moment, that's when she, like, that's when she's like, I don't want to be alive right now. This fucking sucks. Like, I don't want to deal with this. And in the magical, like, rules of Kaguya, it's like, like, okay, because you felt that way, the moon people are going to come now and they're going to save you from this. And you could tie that in with religion where it's like, I want to like, you know, I would rather be in heaven than be on earth. Like earth sucks. Heaven sounds so cool where like, you know, you don't have to deal with the hardships of earth. That's literally how people promote heaven where it's like, yeah, bro, all the stuff about earth that sucks. Like if you, if you do good on earth, you can do, you can go up there. And the girl is basically saying, like, at the end of the movie, like, I don't want to go to heaven. And they're like, bro, what do you mean? Like, you don't, you're not going to be sad. Come on, let's go. And it's, she's like, no, like, being sad is, like, a part of being alive, you know? And while I do regret not spending my time wisely, like, I don't want to leave. Like, I don't want to die. You know, I, I, I really do want to stay. And despite how fucked up my dad is and how annoying he is, I still love him. And I still love my mom. And I don't want to leave, you know? And, and they commit. 
they fucking commit to it. It's so, it's so cool. Um, so I drew a lot of parallels with like real life in that sense, religion, suicide. And, uh, I, it means a lot to me, you know, cause you know, I'll have those thoughts sometimes, but this movie's basically like, bro, don't do that because you, you know, you, even if things sucked your entire life, you can, you can make it be better now. You know, you can try and live your best life like today, even if everything prior was like ass, um, you know, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I really like the ending, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I like how when she flew away, she looked back one more time. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It was like Tom Poker when they had the mass suicide thing. Yeah. It was kind of the same thing. Mm hmm. And I like that. I really liked it over there. You know? Right. Yeah. I like. I liked it here as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ending was the best part, and the fact that they didn't, they didn't double back, mm-hmm. get a, a stamp of approval from me. Yeah. If they did, <laughs> she double back. <laughs> it would be oh, awesome. Yeah, I would be. It would be very annoying. Um, yeah, it would be so disingenuous. You know, yeah. like like what you're saying about suicide and stuff. I never like put it, put that into perspective. Like, mm-hmm. you know. It's too late, you know. Yeah. The deed is done. You can't turn back now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really it's really sad. Um, I think the whole ending with like Sukimoto or whatever her boyfriend. I think I got to keep getting his name wrong, but the the boyfriend character when she sees him like ten years later, I think it's so cool that like that whole co- conversation she has where, you know, he is making the judgments about her that she was afraid that he would make like you know he's like oh do you even want to live with us do you want to be poor and she's like yes bro i like look see i'm ha- i i would love to like live with you guys i would love to have that and he's like really and she's like bro yes i've always felt that way like and the reason why she's so open about it now is because now she's like truly understanding the value of her life and how and not to waste it she's like she's realizing in that moment like you know i wasted my time before and I can't waste any more time. It's been 10 fucking years. I, I lost you 10 years ago. I'm not going to lose you again. I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to be afraid of what you'll think of me and like run away again. Like I'm going to seize this moment and be honest with you about like how much I loved you and how much I cared about you. And I really like that. And I like, I love like, this is kind of like the, like the, oh shit, like what the fuck where he's like bro let's run away now let's go let's dip and she's like bro it's it's too late i'm sorry like i couldn't hold out for like those 10 years and that's that's really sad but honestly if we're talking about like the movie having a happy ending that part where they're flying around didn't need to happen and honestly you could argue like whether it even was real or not but it 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 was happy as fuck you know that was like honestly like a really they didn't need to do that but they did because it was just like yeah she's gonna die and she's gonna go to Moonland, but at least she values her life you know at least she kind of learned her lesson um so i thought this movie was really cool i thought it was super thoughtful and interesting um i honestly don't know if i have much else to say uh i i I don't let me let me look at my notes really quick. Do 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 do. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, Manny, I think that I think that's all I got. Um, I will say the movie was funny. I thought the movie was like genuinely hilarious. Um, yeah, I thought uh, the first part of the movie was funny. Mm-hmm. I think I think there are a lot of good jokes. Uh, I love the girl with who like the fat like assistant girl. Yeah, yeah. Her whenever I saw her face, I was like, this character makes me laugh. Um, she's so chill. Um, yeah. What else? I uh, I'm trying to make sure I don't forget anything. Mm. Yeah, dude. It. Uh, this was good. This was good. Yeah. This is a great movie, in my opinion, for it to be like your last movie. Like he didn't do anything after this. He after he like after this, uh, he had five more years, and then he passed away, um, in 2018. And in my opinion, this is a perfect movie to like end on. Like if you're gonna die, like this one goes goes harder than any of his other movies at least in terms of like the effort put into it like animation and stuff like this is like his like big chungus like holy shit like that must have taken a really long time that must have had a lot of effort put into it so Mm -hmm. i also kind of think about it in that sense where it's like damn bro takahata died and he like worked mad hard making this movie did he value his time that he spent like did he enjoy the time that he had on this earth I hope he did, you know? He probably mm. did if he made this movie. Yeah, I think this movie's great. Um, it's one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. Uh, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. It's really good. Do you have a rating? No, I'm going to give it a 6. Nice. All right. Um, that's it? Okay. That's it. So, next episode, Manny. Uh, it's Castle, Wind Rises, and fuck grave of the fireflies yeah and we don't have to do this but i think it would make the final ghibli episode a lot more interesting if we guessed each other's ranking i think that would be kind of fun um it's up to you we don't have to do that but i just can't do that yeah i think that'll be dope um yeah so uh, for the next episode, watch those three movies and then, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, guess my rankings based on everything that I've said. And we'll mm. see how close we get. But, Interesting. yeah. We're almost done, bro. I already, I already know, like, your top three. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've we've talked about them, like, so much. Um, you should be able to guess <laughs> them if, if, if you remember. You can also go back and, like, look at all the... Um, all the episodes and stuff. So that's cheetah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I know. I know your top three. <laughs> yeah, guess all of them though. Guess the entire list. I honestly don't. Yeah, we'll talk about it the next time. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Have you started reading that uh that book? No, I was gonna. I was saving it for like for reading it at work. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't want to read it on vacation. Yeah. How's um? How was the vacation? Did you do anything else worthy of note? I saw my friend lose a thousand dollars. 
Huh? I, lost, I saw my friend lose a thousand dollars in a casino. Oh. <laughs> but he lost it within like five minutes. Yeah. That just broke the part of my chair. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know what this part means. <laughs> I want you to lean back in your chair and then like collapse. Be like, oh. <laughs> uh. Um. I forgot to say. I didn't tell you something. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Actually, I'm probably not going to finish it. So. Alright. So, we're going to watch these, these three movies. Finish the Ghibli. Yeah. Um. And then, what after that? Do you want to think about it right now? Is that what you're about to say? I'm, I'm going to watch Job This Year in Carnage. That's going to be the first thing I watch. Mm hmm. Next season. Yeah. I'll watch that for the next episode. It's over, right? Second season two. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. There's some other show I was gonna watch, but yeah. So Um you said Attack on Titan. Uh Attack Titan Demon Slayer Relationship. Yeah. And then there was another one on top of that. Uh, I was looking for shows. Cause I kind of want to go back to watching seasons. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't, think, I, don't think I don't think there's anything noteworthy. I mean, other than Attack on Titan Game Yeah, nothing new. Um, Mitchy um, Winter. Tony, Tony. Did you ever watch Comey Can't Communicate? It's not the first episode. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. I don't know. I just, I wasn't, last season, I didn't watch anything. Right. Like, I didn't, I didn't even watch jobless and i love jobless i didn't watch it yeah because i just focused on it watching the movies instead mm-hmm. i feel you dress up dog has an 8.3 on my anime list yeah maybe there's something special about it maybe we'll see hopefully uh, i had fun watching it okay oh so you've already watched like two episodes yeah i saw the first two okay that's cool. all that's uh second episode the dude fucking so like he's getting her measurements you already know this is going she's getting her her measurements for the the cosplay and then she's like she goes to his house she's he, he, they they did all the shit on the school thing like oh, i'm gonna make you a dress uh and then she she went to his house and he's like what are you doing and she's walked in right. went to his room and she was like let's get her let's get my measurements and she's like okay he was like, can you get someone else to do it? And she was like, no. And then she, she like, took off her clothes and she, she had, like, the bathing suit. Right. He was like, ah, she was like, ah, measure me. And he was like, typical anime loser type. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, did her arms, did, did her, like, her tits. Yeah. Did her, like, her vagina to her leg and shit like that. <laughs> he was just, like, tripping out the whole time. Yeah. That's funny. It's kind of All right, I'll, I'm gonna watch it because like, I want to get back into seasonal. Gotcha, gotcha. I um, I actually started a new a new little thing. I don't know how much I'm gonna keep up with it, but I never have. I don't want to say I don't have time for anime because I have all the time in the world. But I, I never sit down and like watch anything that's like super long. Not even anything that's like 26 episodes. Um, so. I did a thing where I'm going to watch 
you know like Toonami and how they do like one episode every week of like five mm -hmm. different shows? I really loved watching Toonami. And I was thinking, what if I just kind of made my own Toonami where like I pick like five shows and I just like watch one episode like every week of like Bleach or something. Um, so I can like low key be like watching like all these shows that I don't really have time for or that I don't want to commit to like too much, you know? So I started a couple, I started like, like a handful of shows. I watched, um, have you ever heard of, I'll show the cover. I have the thing right here. Have you ever heard of this show? Have you ever seen this cover? No. Okay. Well, this is, this is an old anime that a lot of people talk about. It's from the creator of Evangelion. And um, it's the show that he made like right before Evangelion. And people talk about it. And I was like, okay, I'll check that out. And then I'm also watching this fucking Tenchi Muyo. Have you ever heard of Tenchi Muyo? No. No, really? You've never? Okay. Well, Tenchi Muyo is like another old classic series that has like a lot of spinoffs and shit. And I, I guess you could call it a harem, but I watched a video essay on it recently and they made the show seem a lot better than what you'd expect from a harem. So I was like, okay. So those are like the three anime, uh, no, two anime that I'm watching. And then there's, there's this fucking show. Fucking Geno Cyber. It's a old 80s anime with a really bad English dub, but it's really funny. Um, and those are, those are three things that I started. And I don't know if I'm going to finish them, but maybe I will. And maybe I'll add more things to that little, like, idea. Maybe I'll start watching Bleach. And I'll start watching it, like, every week. Um, Watch a Yu show. Yeah, I could do that. I could. I wouldn't mind that. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah. So, just wanted to make watch one piece. Watch One Piece. <laughs> I'm already caught up to One Piece. I don't need to do that. You'll be, you'll, you'll finish it when you're like sixty Bro, years old. Watching One Piece weekly, that would take you over a decade. <laughs> You get that. You're gonna watch 52 episodes a week. 52 episodes a week. I mean, I mean, a year. Yeah. So you're not gonna catch up. You're not. <laughs> 52. Oh my god, my math is fucking ass. No, it's okay. That's really big numbers. 52 episodes. It's like so. Let's do 1,000 divided by 52. That is 19. It would take you 19 years. Take you twenty fucking years to catch up, <laughs> and the show's not even done. So yeah, it's not even done. I don't add on like six more years, probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. That's you finally, you finally hit, you finally finished One Piece, <laughs> and all the One Piece fans are already moved on. Yeah, I know. So it's uh, been ninety fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. All right. This is a great episode. Yeah, so, this was good. I really want, I really want you to, uh, to watch uh, Moment Memento if you want to watch the movie. Um, for next episode? Uh, Anytime. Okay. Um, Dude, honestly, I, I would love to keep it. Just the, the next episode, I want it to be just Ghibli. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. So, that can after that. Focus. 
then after that, no. yeah what's the what do you think will be the first movie for the next one paprika or or like uh sort of the stranger or both how do you think we're gonna do this like afterwards well we'll probably watch jobless that'll probably be like its own thing we can watch like an anime and a movie yeah we can watch an anime and a movie i guess we'll think about it we'll think about what movie um yeah, yeah. all right so by the way i wanted to ask like how how's the schedule now like um is it still afternoons yeah, yeah still afternoons okay gotcha so we'll have to do it like at this time like from now on if we're doing on weekdays it's gonna have to be like 10 30 okay but if we're doing on weekends we do anytime okay gotcha Alrighty, i guess that's it i guess we're good all right all right thank you manny great, great episode the great matrix episode. the bro. matrix i know the whole the whole shebang um i was kind of hoping that you would have like negative things to say because i wanted to hear the perspective of someone who didn't understand it because i was like i was like how could someone not like this movie maybe manny won't like it maybe maybe i'll hear why but but no you enjoyed it just as much as i did yeah, dude. Bro, reloaded, bro. I know. <laughs> reloaded. Uh, revolutions. I keep saying revelations, but it's revolutions. Resurrections. Bro, when you said revel- uh, revelation, I was like, is that really what it's called? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's revolutions. I just, I don't know. I, ke- I keep thinking of Assassin's Creed revelations. So, like, that's why, yeah. that's why I call it that. Um, you know, you know, it's funny. I, I saw the Matrix Four. I seen the Matrix uh, regurgitation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That one made me burst out laughing. That's like, really funny. Like, like, the Matrix uh, <laughs> regurgitation is fucking mid. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah. You can say that. Um. No, I guess I have nothing. All right. Who's on the phone for? Yeah, four hours. Wow. Yeah, we talked about a lot of movies. Exactly four hours. Yeah, our our talks on um other things like like the movies from before took a while. That took like a whole hour in and of itself. These feel so fast. I know. Time flies by when you're having fun. These are so yeah, fun. Dude. I enjoyed doing these. Yeah. I miss this, Manny. It's been a month. Like I was, I was getting lonely out here. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was watching so many movies. I watched so much shit. It was. I was you and I, I don't know how I crunched in Peaky Blinders <laughs> with everything I've watched. Like, I know, I know. That was crazy for me. That was crazy. Dude. Yeah. I was I like, well, that's like, that's like me watching anime back in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel that i feel that <sighs> peaky blinders yeah how's ps5 been any any new endeavors on among us i haven't played among us since i went on vacation but when i came back everyone's like bro we gotta play among us and i was like yeah dude we gotta play among us <laughs> that's cool that's cool but it's the same same old same old fucking 2k and yeah yeah military why were you uh, why were you there on christmas 
Because you, you get to, it's if you pick, you choose Christmas or New Year's. I chose New Year's. Wow, interesting. That's weird that you don't get both. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. If someone, like, if you choose both, everyone would go on vacation and no one would be here. Yeah. So, or it has to continue. All right. Well, yeah. Manny, thank you for another good episode. Um, uh, I don't know when the next one will be. Probably beginning of February. We're back on like our normal schedule, so um, we're gonna have to do it like within the next like two weeks or so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I think I can knock these out quick. Yeah, me too. I'm probably going to watch one of them tonight, honestly. I think I'm going to watch two tomorrow. Cause cool. You have tomorrow off or something? Two, uh, I have this. Because there's no, I don't have work because I'm okay today, but mm-hmm. I have watch. Uh huh. So, so I'm going to literally sit at a desk. Right. Watching a, build, watching a door to this building, which mm-hmm. no one is going to come through because <laughs> it's MLK day. So while I'm there, I'll be watching the movies. Oh. Wow, that is a job where you really can be on your phone. Okay, that's cool. But no, nah, but this 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 watch, like you get it once a month. So. Oh, okay, interesting. How long is yeah. it for? Say hours. Wow. Well, good thing you can be on your phone. It would be fucked up if they didn't let you do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm uh I'm gonna watch these movies. Yeah. Honestly, I could watch all three of these movies, <laughs> but honestly, I probably won't. Yeah. Watch Castle. two Max. That's how I watched um, How's Moving Castle. I watched it mm-hmm. on like watch. Right. And Poppy Hill on watch. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do do whatever you gotta do. Do whatever you want. Watch them. Watch them however you please. Um. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna dip, and we will talk soon. Uh, All right, bro. Do see you, Manny. Bye-bye.